All right, welcome to another episode of How Simp Sees It, the weekly podcast for all of your goings-on in the world of entertainment, and I start with a little more somber tone today than I usually do. Usually I'm all like, hey, 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 what's up? Not so much today. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was really shitty, man. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that voice that you hear... Or this morning, depending on when yeah. you go to sleep. Well, I mean, all of yesterday was yeah, shitty. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the voice you hear over there is uh, my longtime and co-host with the most, Mr. J-Rod over there. Hello again, everybody. So, yeah, so I'm just going to start by saying a couple of things on this, and then we're going to move forward and do our own show, uh, because that's what, uh, what we have to do. So, uh, we would be uh, remiss to not say anything about the horrible things that have gone on in... Las Vegas. Um, I, if, if you first off, if you don't know, uh, turn the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second off, uh, I refuse to say that man's name, and I refuse to talk about any of the uh, the ways that he went about handling his business and and so on and so forth. What I will say is, some uh, madman opened fire onto a big open. A pit of people and last known it was 59 had passed and over 500 uh, were injured and that makes for the deadliest mass shooting uh, on United States soil and history and it hearing stuff like that I mess with you a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. you know what what really bothers me not so much more than than I mean they, they all bother me but but uh, you know Las Vegas is a town built for fun, and a concert is a place where people can come together, ha- having not ever met one another, and spend an evening uh, of of fun and music and and rejoice. And uh, I just what an awful thing to happen at a concert. I just yeah, I mean, it, what an awful thing to happen. Period. But at a concert, well, um, it appears this gentleman had no affiliation with any group or motive or yeah. ideology, if you will. Conspiracy theorists nuts are already saying, oh, ISIS made sure that they claim this one. This dude is not ISIS. This is a white oh, a American lot, yeah. terrorist. A whole lot of things have been said up uh, up to it didn't actually happen at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and it's just a, a media thing to uh, Trump hired him to distract from Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, you know. I don't know what we're going to find out about this guy as the time goes on, and we probably won't talk about it here because we don't get into that stuff, but it wouldn't surprise me if this guy was just a regular Joe that ended up having nothing to lose. I think it's a guy that lost a bunch of money and had nothing to lose, wanted to take out his frustrations on people, and then yeah, there's a, a hail of bullets. There, uh, there is an inter- interesting interview with his brother, and it's interesting for the fact that his brother was saying, I don't know, he would never do this. He wasn't crazy. He had a couple guns for hunting and stuff, but and a handgun to protect his house, but he wouldn't do anything like this. And after they searched his house, he had like 30-some guns. Yeah. So, I, I, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, on the record that if you own probably more than 20 some odd guns then deep down you might not have a problem using any of them i, I mean i'm not sure well, i think it depends on what type of gun they are if yeah you own like my you know but there's guys in my family that own that many guns but they're shotguns and they're specific yeah, for hunting i guess it's the assault uh, rifle or the yeah. semi-assault rifle yeah. that i don't believe that mm-hmm. people should really 
have that much access to and again i'm not gonna make a, a crazy thing here or nothing i just think that uh I, I actually you know what i don't even know what i think it's crazy i don't think now is the time for people to be uh calling for uh, massive arguments like i've seen online i think ultimately guns are guns and guns are made into evil things by the people that uh control certain said guns i don't think that that's the gun true itself is inherently but there's also evil. certain types of guns that appeal to people that want to do this kind of thing sure um you know if you want to have a gun to protect your house it's proven unequivocally that the pump action shotgun is the best home safety device when it comes to firearms I guess what really rings true to me is that people say, or people are saying, they're they're like, uh, you know, well, you know, we need to improve, we need to improve the vetting process so people like this can't get guns. And the problem is, is that he had no red flags and could get any gun he wanted. Yeah. And it, he could have waited as long as it needed to get it legally. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that's the problem right there. Is, well, is you yeah, know? and it's not that someone necessarily buys a gun for this purpose. But it's sitting there when they're in the mood. Yeah. Or the in the mood might be the wrong phrase, but when things go south. Yeah, when the when the idea forms. Yeah. Uh, and there you look yeah. to your right, and you can take action, however fucked up. That From your hotel room to boot, be. which I think is a little creepy, the creepiest of all aspects. Yeah. In this and I also thought that those fucking hotel windows couldn't be broken out. Like I thought them things were triple reinforced. But well, uh, you, you don't have a semi-auto rifle. It's true. It's true. Like, I just knock on them with my fist and go, yeah. ooh, that's some strong wind. You could go all Hans Gruber and shoot the glass, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe in hotels from now on, they should all use bulletproof glass. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible very, idea. It's very cost-effective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I think, uh, at least for my side in closing, it, you know, uh, this debate's going to rage on, but there's things we can do logically and responsibility and that we can look to other countries that have done like australia that have not had a mass shooting since 1997 because they mm -hmm. restrict uh, heavily the sale and use of semi-auto semi-auto and automatic rifles yeah and they all drink fosters they do australian for beer i don't think anybody actually drinks fosters no, that's nasty stuff don't drink it don't do it folks if you're listening you have a fosters put the fosters down <laughs> uh <laughs> we see you over there fred put that shit down what's what's the guy in all of john oliver oh greg yeah greg great it's always Greg. yeah it's always greg and then and janet of course from from accounting oh, yeah. we've not she heard does much. not give a fuck yeah we've not heard much from from janice uh uh that much this year great john oliver episode this past week though um as always he's always he's always doing great episodes so anyways yeah we're gonna move on from that topic just you know having all that happened i and having a uh, a medium to say something i just felt that you know something should be said and now we can focus on other sad things that happened this week um my personal like like third favorite music act of all time uh is tom petty and the heartbreakers i have seen tom petty in concert twice i own every album i own every b-side i've listened to the man since i was 12 years old i literally celebrate the man's entire catalog from mud crutch through the traveling wilburys and of course uh, his his mainstay tom petty and the heartbreakers mm. I don't think there is a person on this planet that doesn't like at least one Tom Petty song. And 
that's a big thing. So um, I guess I can just say that uh, we are, uh, you already heard one song on the opening, which actually makes uh, kind of sense with the movie. We're doing American Made this week is what we're reviewing and a whole lot of TV shows. Um, you know, we're just going to throw in some of uh, our uh, choice uh, Tom Petty tunes um, throughout the show and just try to, uh, you know, remember the life and times of, of a good rocker. Like when, when Prince had passed, we were like, man. Uh, and I think overall, the I don't... I, Tom Petty had a different kind of fame than Prince did. Yeah, Prince was more prolif- prolific outside of his own world as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's 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 different. This this just feels just like a when Prince passed, it felt like an icon uh, for so many different things other than just music had had passed. This is all about losing just great music. I mean, this man made great fucking music uh for 40 years so uh this was his last year on tour uh and he said it was going to be his last trip around the country you know at the start of the tour not knowing of course that you know yeah that that makes me wonder if he kind of knew he wasn't healthy it it was yeah the clock was ticking for him you know it's it's hard to put put it to words you know but you get the sense for those sorts of things yeah I feel yeah. like sometimes. So, yeah, so not awesome. And, uh, you know, while I got the bummer trainer rolling, uh, also Hugh Hefner, uh, who lived a life better than probably all of us uh, <laughs> here on Earth. By the time it was 1972. Yeah, so if he had lived that kind of life here on Earth and heaven is better, then just think of what heaven's like for a Hefner. <laughs> I'm going to imagine it's something like Kenny's version of heaven. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's pretty good, yeah. I, I could see that. Now, Hugh Hefner, of course, and if you think he's just a guy that put out nudie magazines, you would be mistaken on several levels. Mm. Um, he was one of the first gay rights activists to be a public figure. Yeah, he also helped make people, you know, he, he basically legitimized the sexual revolution mm-hmm. of the, the late 60s and early 70s. Mm-hmm. And basically was like, sex is a good thing. It's okay to enjoy it. It's not, you know... Something uh, to be ashamed of. Yeah, like, you know, just embrace it and the world will be a better place. And, you know, it's hard to say if it was or if it wasn't, but I know it was for him. And uh, Oh, I think it's a better place um, on the macro scale, on the large scale. Yeah. You can, but, and also, on in turn, the, the bad things... While they might be fewer and far between, they get worse individually. Sure. There are some uh, groups of individuals that have chosen to look at Hugh Hefner and try to call him out while, or call everybody out why, why they are sad for a man who legitimized, you know, smut or porn. I'm like, first off, he's not Larry Flint. You know what I mean? Like the guys. Yeah, even if it, he was a little more tasteful. He did it his entire life. And, I think he has no regrets. Yeah, and then, yeah, no regrets. Like seriously, <laughs> uh, you know, just. Hugh Hefner is Hugh Hefner, and he never hid about being Hugh Hefner, so I just don't understand how, how out of the woodwork comes these, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, we, we do know, and we're cool. Like, we knew all that. Yeah. Why, why, why are you trying to get shitty on a man that died? Just 
because they didn't take be. his central principle and embrace their own sexuality in a way that made them feel good about themselves. It makes them feel ashamed, and they have to shame other people so that they feel normal. Well, that's a good answer right mm. there. Uh, that's why we keep him around, folks. He's, uh, <laughs> he's got, the, he's got the, the straight dope, the skinny, the inside track. The what for? Yeah, the what for and the who now. That's right. <laughs> So uh, that being said, I got I had to get all that out of the way. I wanted to do it at the top of the show, so uh, it wasn't to bum everybody out. It's just these are big, big names that uh, have passed on, and, and one of the worst things that I can remember uh, in American history. I just need to uh, at least make mention on it that uh, the world's a crazy place right now. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's always been, though. I know it kind of contradicts my earlier statement about how things are better, but it sort of contradicts. I think it was for a while. Uh, I think right now it's the world is upside down right now. Well, we've talked about it so much, and I don't want to get back into it, but obviously because we're running out of time for this segment. But, you know, things are not good for a whole lot of people. And while the stock market might look good, that doesn't mean people are going back to work. And if they are, it doesn't mean they have a livable wage. And if they do, it doesn't mean that they can pay all their bills because they're in debt. And the list goes on and on. Yeah, yes, it does. Uh so yeah, just you know, uh, take those uh, take those thoughts with you for what you will. Um, and as I always say in situations like this, none of us are promised tomorrow. So if you have loved ones, just let them know that they are in fact loved ones. Give them a hug. Give, you know, tell them you love them. Whatever you got to do. Uh, none of us are, are promised that next day, and, and that has never been more apparent than what happened uh, a couple of nights ago in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I always lay down in, at the end of almost every night, not every single, but uh, a good chunk majority. I, I lay down so exhausted, I don't think I could do anything else uh, with my person or my energy, and uh, that's enough for me. I, I live each day until I know I've done everything I could. Yeah. And, uh, as long as I can lay my head down at night thinking that, I've, I've done the most I can. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good way to put it. So with that, um, we are going to transition into, we're going to use, uh, we're going to be using some Tom Petty songs and then one little special one because I just got something real quick I want to talk about. Uh, but it's going to be Tom Petty themed this evening, uh, as you could probably gather from the opening song. This one here, my favorite uh, Tom Petty song ever, uh, it had a music video starring Kim Basinger. Uh, who was a huge name star to be in a music video back in the early 90s. So yeah. uh, I was like, whoa, they got Vicky Vale in that video. It's <laughs> crazy. Somebody's spending some money. Uh, if you don't know, Tom Petty made great videos. Well, the guys that were doing Tom Petty's videos made great videos. So good that they even put out a DVD of Tom Petty's videos because they were all so artistic and and cool, uh, especially the Don't Come Around Here No More with the Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. uh, theme that he had going on. So, uh, but yeah, Mary Jane's Last Dance is what we're going to use. Uh, and then just a couple others that, uh, you know, we wanted to throw in there uh, while we were talking about some stuff. Most of the stuff today is going to be television related. And then a review for American Made, the new Tom Cruise film. Uh, we're going to tack that on on the end there so we do have some good stuff to talk about but it would not be an episode of house MC's it if we did not have a weekly update section with some of the more important news uh of the things that have gone on this past week and before we segue into that i just want to say this for our regular listeners first off if you're a new listener welcome hey how's you doing <laughs> um and for our regular listeners we usually post our shows up on monday 
but just for the, about the next, I'd say, six, seven weeks, um, uh, Anna is doing a class. And it uh, turns out that that opens up an earlier time slot for me and J-Rod to meet to do this on Tuesdays and just put it out on Wednesdays. So for the next, I'd say, uh, five to Let's eight weeks. Let's call it two months. Yeah, we'll say two months. Uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be posting on Wednesdays. So uh, if you have your subscription set and all that and it doesn't show up until Wednesday, that's why. Um, you know, we, I've not addressed it before. Sometimes we do shows on Tuesday. Sometimes we do on Sunday. But right now, it behooves everyone uh, to, to do them on Tuesdays um, at around this time. So that is what we're going to do. And we are going to transition now. Uh, give, them, give them a little bit longer of uh, Mary can. Jane's Last Dance uh, just, just to... Just to really drive that home, and then we're going to go ahead and start on this weekly update. Update and as we used to say, we never forgot how good to be when we were over there. Now <laughs> we are here. Uh, it's an old joke for some of the old listeners that go way back to the way back to the long, long. I'll ago. never forget how great it was to be over here. That's right. Uh, okay, so this week uh, it's going to be a shorter weekly update as there's a lot of TV shows to talk about and a movie review. Uh, you knew this last week, and if you're just tuning in now, you know. Hey. Um, but yeah, we said last week that we were going to have to probably take two episodes to go over the TV shows. That did not have to happen. I saw what needed to be seen. I'm going to offer my thoughts on those here in just a little bit. They're not going to be spoilery, you know, deep down full reviews. Uh, they're going to be my impressions on some new shows, uh, this season of Rick and Morty, um, as a full season. And then, you know, some of the, some of the new stuff that's on that are new shows. A lot of them here new shows and one really old favorite returning so uh it's going to be fun to talk about some of those so can i uh take a moment because yeah. it kind of ties in with something we talked about <clears throat> just a moment ago absolutely this is i, I kind of let it slip to you and i just looked it up and yes indeed jared leto was going to play hugh hefner in a biopic for some reason yeah. and that is the exact headline from vice yeah that <laughs> is a damn shame yeah uh, that some reason is because he's jared leto and yeah. probably said, I really want to do this. Somebody make it happen for Somebody me. Somebody make this happen or I'll start sending people, 
breast implants or uh, Brett Ratner. Something. Oh, great! That's a dream team. Mm. Fucking Brett Ratner. My goal is to X-Files. do the motion picture as an event, whatever the fuck wow. that means. First off, Brett Ratner is a shitty director uh, that has not done a good movie since the first Rush Hour. Um, he ruined single-handedly the X-Men franchise yeah. with his X-Men Last Stand. I just don't like the guy. No, sir. <laughs> I don't like him. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. Uh, I feel pretty adamantly about it, too. I staunchly dislike him. Yeah. So, in case you were wondering, you don't have to wonder anymore. Brett Ratner. Um, Jared Leto playing when, Hugh Hefner. Okay, when... When he heard, this is Brett Ratner speaking uh, about Jared Leto, when he heard I got the rights to have story, he told me, I want to play him. I want to understand him. Oh, God. And I really believe Jared can do it. Come He's one on. of the great actors today, which uh, is kind of true. I mean, he's a good actor, but yeah, he's won an Oscar, but come off it, man. He's no damn Hugh Hefner. Yeah, the day after he dies, too. What a what a oh, time to put out this this. That's piece. nice. That's That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, they can go fucking suck an egg. Not nothing about how they want to pay the man's respect. No, all about how Jared Leto wants to understand him and Brett Ratner wants to make an event. Jeez. Jeez, man. Just saying, you know. That's, not, that's where their head's at. Not cool. That's my bit of news. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said, although I do <laughs> I not had, like it. I am sad to know. Yeah, uh, I was writing his name down, and I wrote uh, Zero Leto. <laughs> it's not his real name, uh, but... It should uh, be. Yeah. It's cooler than Jared Leto uh, stealing my name. Yeah, <laughs> fucker. What do you think he's doing anyways? So, moving on, as much as this is going to puzzle you, uh, it did the rest of the world as well. So, uh, you know the Justice League? It's coming out yep. soon. Mm. Uh, DC Brass has now said, hey, remember that old uh, DC Extended Universe thing we were doing? Yeah, the Justice League is the last of it. We're disbanding it after that. Oh, good. That. I'm good like, for them. Yeah, I'm like, you'll probably actually make better movies now. Uh, yeah. But you did a pretty <laughs> shitty job about making an extended connected universe anyways. You made you, one movie? Two-ish. Two-ish. I'll yeah. Uh, I mean, Wonder Woman, yeah, to an extent. Uh, and we'll see about the Justice League. Wonder Woman 2, uh, basically, will probably just be more about Once her. Once they but lost Ben Affleck. That's the thing, think, yeah. though. You know, you're losing Ben Affleck. Fans are already pissed off that, that it's not Grant Gustin in, that's playing The Flash. They've already cut out The Flash's girlfriend from the movie, uh, Iris West. They've also cut Lex Luthor from the movie. <laughs> so there's no Jesse Eisenberg, which I'm fine with. I hated his Lex Luthor. Um so Joss Whedon making some huge cuts over there, and he's probably, since he's worked with Marvel, been like, guys, I see your game plan, and that is not going to work. <laughs> maybe he did, maybe he didn't, I don't know, but... Uh, well, we said that from the beginning, they did it completely wrong from the word jump. Yeah, like, they've you not need done to a, a make well the individual done. movies, then tie them together, then yeah. make your team movie. It, it needs to be something that happens over a chunk of time. It can't be something you can force in a faster period of time because it doesn't work organically, and that's the issue. Yeah, and if you try to, if someone thinks comes to you and says they have a plan, you bet they better be fucking brilliant in yeah. making movies. I'm saying Zack Snyder has said he had that plan. He is good at making movies. He's mm-hmm. not brilliant. And then, uh, you know, of course, he needed to step down for personal tragedy, which, of course. 
uh, I think was the 100% right move. You got to be with your family after what happened there. That that just left DC trying to play. Whoa, 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 what's yeah. happening now? And that their their whole shit's in a mess. Unless your name is Wonder Woman. Uh, other than that, they're pretty much in. They're they're in trouble. Nobody's digging yeah. them. And uh, if you want to know my deeper thoughts on this, please go back and listen to the movie review for Wonder Woman. But it's, I don't think it was that great of a movie. It was a fine movie. Wonder Woman. Yeah, I like Wonder it Woman. It was a fine movie. Don't get me wrong. It was enjoyable, but the it wasn't what people made of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see that. Um, yeah, they're starting up an uh, uh, an Oscar campaign for for Logan. Um, I don't see that happening for Wonder Woman. Uh, I no. do. I did like Wonder Woman a lot, but if you ask me, the best superhero movie I'm still in contention for the best movie I've seen all year was Logan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Big Sick for me still s- snuck in there and took that spot. I don't know if it was just because of how good it was or if it was because it just caught me off guard, you know, but uh, that big sick, man. Mm. Uh, I can't recommend that enough, so I'm going to keep on trying uh, to to hit the limit of recommendations. It's like, sir, you've recommended this movie two million times. You must now stop. Uh, no <laughs> I'll, more. I'll let you know when it gets there. Yes, please do. Please do. Um, moving on down the line. So, uh, in, in old Simp's personal life, uh, some may, some may not know. I have a left foot that has uh, many an issue uh, in there. And for the past month and a half, I mean, and this many an issue goes back to, you know, to 2009. So, uh, or maybe it's 2010, a long time. And uh, this, I, for about the past month, month and a half, every time I would bend down to pick something up off like the ground or something like that, I'm tall, so I don't usually bend my knees. Mm-hmm. I usually just bend my my body over and pick it up. Mm-hmm. And my feet don't usually leave the ground. They're flat-footed. And um, it started about a month and a half ago. I would bend over to pick something up, and I would get this shooting pain that would go up from the bottom of my heel all the way up to the bottom of my calf. And I was like, that's fucking weird, and it hurts a lot. What the hell? I don't like it. Um, and I, I, I really didn't. I was like, this is, bu- <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't like this. This is painful. But I was like, it's aches and pains. I'm old. It's going to go away. And it didn't go away. It kept continually getting worse and worse and worse. And I had a doctor's appointment. And I was I was like, I need to talk about this and, and see what the hell is going on here. And he looked. And it was uh, really my heel and Achilles area was really swole and uh, kind of uh, there was a spot that just wasn't right when he touched it. He was like, hmm, not, uh, not right there. Mm-hmm. And apparently I have partially torn uh, my Achilles tendon, which is not good. No. Um, it hurts. Uh, it only hurts when I step, when I take a step. So, so there's that. Just don't walk. Yeah. So all, all I have to do is just not walk. Mm. Learn to fly, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Tom Petty song, Learn to Fly, but it ain't got wings. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, old Simps in the boot now for six weeks uh, to see if we can get it back on track. And then uh, if not, then we need to start looking. I need to go to an orthopedist and start looking at surgical options. So uh, not not great news uh, this week. Um, uh, but, yeah, my, my point to this was this: I got this info on thursday uh i got the boot on on thursday and left me scrambling to try to cover my affairs and stuff that i had you know because i can't lift stuff anymore Mm -hmm. and you know i can't walk really all that well 
when I do, I have the boot on, I can walk, but it's more like a, cause it's a, a walking boot. It's, it's curved. So it's a high heel that rolls when you right. step and, uh, it keeps the, the stuff inside protected by an air cast. So, um, it was a long, not a long time ago, but a while back that I made that pre-order for Anna's birthday for that Super Nintendo Mini uh, Classic. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And remember how pissed I was on the show when I talked about how the pre-order was canceled? Yeah. Because Walmart fucked up and put it out too early. Mm -hmm. And uh, these things are very, very hard to get. So I decided that uh, I was like, man, I really don't know if I'm going to be able to go out and get this because it released midnight on that Thursday. And I had told him, I was like, oh, I will get you that. Um, mm. But the only way that I knew I was going to be able to get it without having to pay ridiculously inflated prices was I had to go out for a midnight release. So I had uh, somebody with me uh, to help out uh, that could move quicker than me that uh, went and got in line. I got a tip from a guy that told me uh, where to go because when I went out for the Forest Friday, remember I told you how just the Forest Friday of this year was just not cool? Like it was yeah. a bunch of places dropped the ball and mm-hmm. all that. Well, there was a guy I met at the last Walmart that I stopped to, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you always got to remember, come to this Walmart. When I came to this Walmart for the NES Classic release, there was only eight people in line, and they got like ten systems. I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Okay. I stored it, and <laughs> I remembered it. And then I wasn't sure if I was going to go, and then I finally looked down. I had the help here, and it said like 11 11- 17 on uh, my phone i'm like screw it let's go and if the line's too long then we'll leave and we're not out anything and it's no big deal Mm -hmm. and we got there and i'm like all right i need you to because i can't walk real good i'm gonna park the car hop out go back assess the situation give it an ocular pat down and then i want you to go and get in a line if there is a line and uh long story short i got there and was spot 15 of 15 so <laughs> i uh barely was able to get hold of one the um, sneaky squeaker that's right i squeaked on by uh went out busted foot and all to make sure i could score that just to see the the smile and delight of uh, her nostalgia kicking in full full force for the delightful super nintendo uh, classic super nintendo is one of the ones i played the most of so i too i'm pretty excited it's here because uh, I will play it. It has Star Fox and Star Fox 2, which was never released. Oh, I loved, wow. Yeah, I loved the Star Fox. I did, too. Uh, that was my jam on the Super Nintendo for a very long time, and it has uh, Star Fox 2 never released, and I was like, well, I have to have that. I have to. I have to. And I can have all the other games. I just want the Star Fox. Don't okay. they all come as one thing, though? They do. Okay. So, But, yeah, uh, there's no separate way that I know of. I'm sure there is people smarter than me. That had, can know how to get the, the oh, Star Fox the, 2. Off the console thing? Yeah, but I am not uh, that smart. So this is the only way I knew how to play it. And, uh, you know, pretty neat stuff. A lot of fun. Uh, retro throwback gaming at its finest. Uh, 20, 20 or 21 games on there. Uh, almost all of them classics. You know, real good shit. It's like shit. a little arcade. Yeah. You know, and you pop it on top of the NES classic. And then you have the SNS classic. And uh, that's like 70 games that you can choose from, and they're all... Ready to go. Ready to go. Uh, HDMI and everything else. So That's actually, I mean, not like it's a surprise, but that's really smart of Nintendo. I'm not sure why they don't 
put that out more. Yeah, I agree. Because I know this... those are really popular in the gaming community, but out there in the real world, I'm not sure many people even know those exist. Yeah, they might not. Uh, and that just tells you how much the demand is for the gaming people because they can't keep up with that. But that's their own fault because Nintendo's notoriously shitty. Do you think they do that to drive marketing for the prices? Yeah, it's a marketing uh, style out of the early 90s. Yeah, I can't get it. Well, that makes me want it more. So fuck it. I'll pay this much and so on. Exactly. Yeah. And they want to drive up the demand through the, um, what do they call it? The, the backroom sales is what I, the second market uh, sales. I like yours, backroom sales. That sounds seedy. Yeah. I like um, that. But, uh, yeah, I think if they produced, like, five million of those and just put them out, like oh, you yeah. would do any other thing. It's something that everybody should have access to. It's loads of fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, especially for younger kids, those are great games to yeah. get started on. The best games for younger kids to yeah. get to get their start. So, so Anna's Nintendo Corner, the, our Nintendo Corner, but I call it Anna's Nintendo Corner, is now quite robust. It has a NES Classic. It has the Super NES Classic, it has the Nintendo Switch, and it has the Nintendo Wii U. So uh, That's pretty she good. can play a lot of Nintendo. Yeah, she, they, she, she gets down with that Nintendo. Yeah, they should. Nintendo should just embrace their, um, their position in gaming history instead of trying to revolutionize time New and time. Shit. Yeah, failing miserably yeah. since the Wii on. Yeah, the Switch is, is, is popular, but the thing about the Switch right now... The Switch is going to be great next year because the, everyone that you're buying right now is bare-bones until it gets a proper update. In like, a you game. can still play it, you know, but the game selections are low. Come Christmas, that's when the, the Switch is really going to really gonna kick it up. I think you're going to see some bundles. I think it's going to be more and more available. I'm already starting to see more and more of them mm. show up in stores. When I got it back only about a month after it came out, it was really hard to find, and I was on the phone, and we drove... 34 miles up the road to get one and then 35 miles back uh you know but it was worth it because mm-hmm. um, we found it and we were able to play it uh but anna got it uh, as well thinking that we would be able to get on that new mario which is not out yet which is a bummer the mario odyssey how are you gonna release a nintendo game without a mario i'm saying we thought it was out we're like where's that bitch in mario game you know and they're <laughs> yeah. like oh that's not out yet i'm like well what the fuck yeah nintendo like but we got just... the zelda and i'm like and i'm getting the zelda but that's not the point guy <laughs> i need that mario okay uh they're like well in two weeks mario kart comes out remastered with new tracks and stuff i'm like eh. <laughs> I'll take it, but seriously, get on that shit. Mario Odyssey, looking forward to it. So, yeah, I just thought it was a cool story to tell, and I just want to end on this, that as I was standing, well, me sitting, but uh, as we were all in line, there was 15. There was two that came after. We're like, hey, what's up? You're 16 of 15, you know, uh, but there's always those that are praying somebody's card will fail or, you know, something yeah. like that because they're not going to hold them, and if somebody's card doesn't work, then it's on yeah, first come, line. first serve. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so there was two people decided to wait it out. So there was like 19 of us, uh, 18 of us sitting there, standing there. And it just was weird because I was like looking around and I'm like, man, these are mostly people my age or your age that mm. are once again uh, standing in line to get their hands on uh, a Nintendo that we all stood around for 30 fucking years ago to get our hands on <laughs> that Nintendo again. It was a very nice, geekly, organized line. All of us there were, were fellow nerds. 
uh, you know, it was calm. There was no hysteria. Even the people that got there that uh, didn't stick around, you know, they weren't like, well, fuck all you guys. We're getting early, you fuckers. You know, they wouldn't like that. It was like, ah, how many? Okay, you guys are smart. All right, I'm out of here going down the way. <laughs> Apparently down the other Walmart down the road, there was like 85 people with only 38 systems. And I'll bet you that one, probably not as cordial. One by the river? Yeah. yeah. Now, while I say this, why on earth as a Walmart, I don't think I know the answer, but why on earth as a Walmart wouldn't you say, we only have 38 systems, the rest of y'all 80 motherfuckers can clear on out, but they want to keep them in the store, so they'll probably buy they shit. They do, but... And it, so on. I, I, um, what, I can't remember, but somebody did that recently. They, it was a lottery. You pulled... It was an effort to quell the line, but also give people who showed up a little bit later, like from... A shot? Yeah, so it was and like a certain, certain time span. If you showed tickets. up between 11 and midnight, then you got a ticket, yeah. and then they pulled the first 30 tickets out or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and they might have done that at that Walmart with that many people, mm-hmm. which would justify people sticking around for that, too. They did not do that at the Walmart I was at. The guy came out, and he saw a line, and he was like, I got fucking 15 of them. He didn't curse, but yeah. he was like, I got 15. That's all I got. And he was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, six. So everybody standing right here gets one. <laughs> and I was like, double counted, making sure he counted correct. I'm like, woo, <laughs> I made it. Uh, so also what was cool was that this guy, even though the, that the official Walmart limit was two, this guy was not like, uh, you know, this guy's like, everybody gets one before any of you at the start of the line are going to be like, I'll take two, I'll take two, I'll take two, I'll take two, we're done. And then you only had seven people. Exactly. You know, uh, he was like, no, we're not doing that as it comes back in stock. Now, if there was only seven people here, sure, but there's not. There's mm-hmm. 15. I have 15 systems. I'm making 15 people's day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's a good business. Man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they all work that way or not. Somebody said at Target, this is really messed up. Don't know how true it is. At Target, I have a friend that lives in Las Vegas, and he was at the Target. First, he was at the Target eight hours early. I was like, God dang. I left 40 minutes early. (laughs) Okay. He was there eight hours early, first in line. You know, Of course. Yeah. Guy came out and said, uh, if you are over the age of 21, you can buy two. If you are under the age of 21, you can only buy one. And I'm like, that's the weirdest fucking thing I ever heard of why would why would they do that like i have no idea well here's the real kicker okay because my buddy who was there the guy came out he's like oh you waiting for the nintendo okay this is in las vegas this is a major metropolitan Mm -hmm. city okay before the chaos right uh well before yeah uh he was he was there and the manager came out after a couple hours and (laughs) this is shocking but uh do you do you want to take a stab at the number that this large metropolitan area target got of these Super Nintendo oh, systems? Oh, I'm going to go five or less. Yeah, you were close. Six. Yeah. Six. Mm-hmm. I say six. That means the the every store here in Peoria got more than six. Yeah. Well, they don't base those things based on... Um, Population Yeah, size. it's on scale, uh, sale scale. So how much 
pro- how much money moves through that target and how many people buy nintendo based products yeah, people there. may not know this but here uh, locally for us we uh, are here, yeah a test market y- yes and not only that but we're the top of the nation in terms of walmart sales yes we are for yeah. a long time we were the number one store yeah. in america the, the walmart that is in my town the one of, you were referencing earlier yes, the one i was referencing the earlier. 85 one yeah. yeah uh the walmart in my town is legit i don't know if it's still is but for was legit. like a decade was yeah was the number one biggest volume selling walmart out of every walmart in existence yeah and which like, is why in this small little it's not exactly small but in this pretty small comparatively area to say a place like las vegas we have what is it now six walmarts yeah yeah something like that yeah. lot, maybe seven yeah uh, and five of those are super centers and all that there's stuff, only so. one that's not now and yeah. it's that one on university and that's yeah but there's that you know, you people may have heard the uh, expression if it plays in peoria there's a reason uh-huh. they say that it's because we're a fucking test market and if we like it here they are of the mind that we are good common folk that yeah. represent a at least a basic demographic of what most people are like well we are representative of middle america yes so when they want to test something in the heartland quote yeah. unquote in the real america as the trumps of the world would say yeah um uh, yeah, they, they usually come here. Not always, but usually. Yeah, and to that I say, people go, yeah, and I say, yeah, Raging Raspberry Pepsi, yep. motherfuckers. People mm-hmm. are like, what? Yeah, that shit was good. Too bad nobody drank it around here and they took it off the market except for me. I, I like I drank it. that shit. That shit yeah. was good as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go, Raging Raspberry Pepsi? That was a thing? You damn right it was a thing. Yeah, there's all kinds of things on like McDonald's menus that show up here first. And yeah. It's, it's confusing because they don't tell you it's a test item. Yeah. They're just like, this is something new. And so you drive, I don't know, across state lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the McDonald's over there. Yeah, can I get that uh, spicy chicken, uh, crispy chicken? The what? Yeah, the who now? The, no, the spicy, you know, the spicy crispy chicken. You got the crispy chicken. I want the spicy one. No, we ain't got that. Sir, that only exists in McDonald's handbooks. Uh, <laughs> That's right. No, it does not. I have seen it and I have ate it. And yeah. it is delicious. So there's a little crash course in our little our little area, but I just thought it was really cool. It was a weird little moment where like worlds were colliding between my 13 year old and and 38 year old self, where I was like, whoa, this is weird. I was doing this like 20 years <laughs> ago uh, or 30 years ago, actually, uh, maybe in between, like 28 years ago. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I just remember when this came out. Uh, I didn't go to the midnight showing, but there was a long line when I did get to go and get it. And that's what it made me feel like. It was a... Yeah, well, stores didn't open at midnight. No, they shit didn't. No, especially not then, no. Yeah. You'd um, had to be standing there first thing in the morning. Yeah, and if you, you could go out there at midnight, but you would be outside yeah. waiting, which is what I did for my Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I did at Shopco, and I was eight of eight systems. <laughs> yeah, the last time I went out to a midnight thing, I think, especially for gaming, I know it was the... Uh, Arkham Origins, the Batman oh, Arkham yeah. Origins, and it was kind of weird because not that many people were there. Yeah. Um, but they were handed out gifts, and I got a Batman lithograph, which kind of oh, made nice. my my day. Yeah, uh, I went to one. Uh, I don't even remember what game it was for, but it was when Jersey Mike's first opened. Oh yeah. And uh, at the GameStop, it was a pretty popular game. Maybe it was Madden or might have been NBA. But they they had a whole bunch of free Jersey Mike subs in there. All you do is you grab a, fr- a free card that says you get a free sub at Jersey Mike's, mm. and you could eat Jersey Mike's while you were there in the nice. store. I was like, what? What? And I get a game too? Are you kidding me? This is fucking crazy. Yeah, so. I think the the age of 
rushing to a store and standing in line. I think that's becoming less appealing. It is. Um, as time goes on. Uh, and, and to me, I think that's kind of a bummer because you really got to meet some cool people doing that. Yeah, I so- see what you mean. I see what you mean. But I also am against it uh, for the reason that, say, the corporations do it. it the type of fervor it breeds, yeah. I, I kind of feel, is a little... A little dirty, a little nasty, a little well, slimy. For for the well, for the systems, I would say yeah. For the video games, not as much because they they know ahead of time, and they're not. If you pre-order a video game, then you're going to get it. Right. You know what you're I mean. You're just going to pick it up. Yeah. And even if you didn't have a chance to pre-order it, you can still go down there and buy it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You this one, much like all the Nintendo releases, once they sell, they sell, and you don't know when the fuck it's coming back in stock. Right. You well, only know the one day because of release, and then it's. And Nintendo is notoriously awful yeah. with their launches. Well, and even we've even discussed on this podcast from the time we've started how the decline of people just standing in line for movies oh, has yeah. kind of gone way down. Not kind of, has dramatically gone way dramatically. down. Dramatically. Um, and the movies that now do curate a line are generally pretty shocking. Yeah. Like, a little bit surprising. Like, well, oh, you showing like, up for this one? Okay. Like, it. Like, yeah. I knew people wanted to see it, but I didn't think it was going to be... It might be the busiest movie I've seen all year out yeah. of the theater, mm-hmm. and they that I felt Guardians. bad for everyone that was working because nobody expected it to be like that, and there was like three employees, yeah. <laughs> and they got bum rushed mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! Uh, yeah, that's so, never a good situation. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw that one coming. Like we all thought it would be pretty cool, and you know, but uh, maybe busy, but not. Yeah, not like that. Yeah. You know, not like Marvel movie release busy. Yeah. You know, that's crazy shit. It wasn't even that busy for Rogue One last year. You know. Well, I think they were way better prepared for that. Yeah, too. they were. Uh, you know, Force Awakens was that busy. There was one semi recently where we thought it was going to be busy and it just wasn't. Uh, Spider Man. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right, yeah. We thought Spider-Man would be banging, and it wasn't. No, uh, not even close. No, there was no lines, no nothing. Uh, I, I was like, wow. Last that's... line I re- really remember seeing uh, was the Batman, and yeah. that was only a handful of people. Yeah, but that turned into a pretty crazy one as the day went on. That's true. Um, I am looking forward to that Thor. So, uh, moving on down the line, um, I'm just going to say something on this real quick, and then I'm going to move on to it just because... But it ties into our movie, American Made, where Tom Cruise plays CIA pilot and uh, also many miscellaneous other things pilot, <laughs> uh, Barry Seal, who used to move uh, product for... Uh, Cartels uh, in the CIA. Well, the main one was the like the three-headed dragon of cartels. It was the, the Pablo Escobar, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and his... Uh, whole thing and i was like "Ooh, yeah cool because we have seen uh movies that feature pablo escobar but we never really get much about the character pablo escobar like in the infiltrator all you see is a guy that's pablo walking by and he's like in a hotel yeah that's pablo picasso whoa well, no, no, not that guy. A or not Pablo. Guy. Yeah, not uh, <laughs> yeah. Pablo Escobar. Picasso is a different fellow. Uh, much nicer. From he likes shapes. Understand. Yeah, yeah. Cubes and shit. Uh, no, uh, Pablo Escobar. Uh, notoriously not a nice guy. Uh, Indeed. Unless it was to his mother and, and and wife, and not even then. Sometimes. My point to this is, um, seeing that, I was like, man, I never really got to see anything good. About Pablo Escobar, uh, except for the shitty fake uh, Entourage movie, Medellin, uh, 
you know, um, I, there's not really much out there. And I was like, where could I go to see something about Pablo Escobar? Ho-ho! Netflix has a show. Of course they do. I didn't know that. I, was, was, I knew that they had this show, but I didn't know what that was about because I never watched it. Mm-hmm. And that's Narcos. And yeah. I was like, Narcos is about Pablo uh, Pablo Picasso. Pablo Escobar. Mo- uh, kind of, mostly. And uh, I, was, I was like, uh, how much to a buddy of mine is it about Pablo Picasso? I almost did it again. Pablo Escobar. And uh, he was like, well, it's basically from the start of Pablo Escobar into the end of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> is the first two seasons. I was like, oh, cool. There's three seasons. And then they move over to the California cartel. I was mm-hmm. like, all that sounds fucking cool. And guess what? It was. I watched five episodes in my first sitting and was like, whoa. This is some cool stuff. And you know, I don't like to read movies. Yeah, you know this. Yeah. Uh, it's all in Espanol. But uh, not all, but most. Yeah, well, 75 to 8%. But I was like, I'm reading the shit because <laughs> this stuff is good. That tells you how good it is. Yeah, and it really is. It's really it's a it's a great show and I am completely hooked on it. And uh, I might be through that by the end of next week. We shall see. Um, I've taken some time to to relax and and watch some of the new stuff on there, but I have watched a lot of Narcos. So and and the uh, the character that Tom I almost called him Tom Petty. He did not. Tom Petty was in one movie. We talked about it. Uh, oh, actually, I talked about it on the the weekly radio spot that I do, uh, and that was. Um, uh, see, now I'm losing my my train. Of I thought, can't help uh, you. I'm not sure. No. Um, uh, Tom Petty in a movie. Oh, Tom Petty's movie was uh, uh, the Postman with Kevin Costner. We were talking about Kevin Costner. Oh, is what I, what I was trying to get to. And he did a movie that uh, Kevin Costner was in uh, called The Postman uh, about a post apocalyptic. Always rings twice. Nope, he wishes because uh, <laughs> this was shitty. Postman always rings twice is classic uh, uh, noir cinema. There, it's that's lovely stuff. Um, but this was not. <laughs> was not as lovely um but i mean tom petty being in it certainly was i was like whoa tom petty the actor this is like <laughs> you know 1998 so uh let's just say that was the only movie tom petty ever did probably because he didn't like all of the long hours and probably standing around and probably dealing told. with people yeah and just deal like you know he's 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 usually running the show uh not people running him Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if he would necessarily would have liked that or not, but I just know he never did another movie again, uh, Tom Petty. So, uh, long story long, uh, American-made Barry Seal, he is in an episode of Narcos, and Barry Seal, two-hour movie, in Narcos, Barry Seal, part of a one-hour episode. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how much embellishments have been made, on the Tom Cruise story, or maybe none at all, and maybe Narcos is like, we ain't got time to go through all that. I would think that they're focused, we're like, we're focused on Mr. Pablo over here. Yeah. Senoro Pablo. Yeah. And so, we'll, we'll talk about Barry, because he's so big, we can't not mention yeah, that, him. Yeah, I mean, there was, yeah, the the, the beginnings of Pablo Escobar's uh, Medellin cartel was basically done on the deliveries made by Barry Seal, if you yeah, don't know. I um, know, um, he, I knew of Barry Seal, well, he, he, oh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, he inadvertently uh, let them rise to power. 
it was wasn't because of not Picasso. So, I'm not so sure it was an inverted, but yeah. Here, I guess I guess international power. Yeah, okay. International. Like he was already doing his own thing in Colombia and had more money that he knew what to do with. Yeah. But uh the 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 you know, once it started coming over into America, that's when he got big time. Yeah, that's where the money is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, not to bring it back down, but uh, I think in real life we're we're kind of doing it again. If you think about how we've infiltrated Afghanistan, where all the poppy fields are, and somehow, ironically, there's all this new heroin epidemic yeah, going. The, on. How's yeah, that weird? Yeah, heroin is back now. Isn't like, that weird? Soon yeah. as we control all the poppy fields. And I'm gonna tell you this right now, uh, from what I've seen in the movies and intervention on A and E, heroin <laughs> is bad shit. Uh, you do not want to go there. To quote Charlie Day, uh, heroin. Uh, <laughs> there was a lady talking to him in that movie Teacher Fight, and uh, you oh, know shit. they were talking. She's like, "Yeah, I smoke a little marijuana for for you know for here and there." And he's like, "Marijuana is the gateway drug, aren't you afraid?" And she's like, "It's only a gateway drug." He's like, and then she said something about heroin, and he's like, "Heroin, that's the finish line." <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as drugs go, that's a bad one. Yeah. Uh, and it is taking over. Uh, there's an epidemic going around, and and young folk are dying from it. Uh, not good. No, no. You know? Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if 20, 20, 30 years from now they're making a movie about the guy who smuggled was, all the heroin. Over yeah, here smuggling from it, controlling all the fields, all that stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't somehow uh, tied into again the CIA. Yeah, call me crazy. Well, worked uh, so well the first time. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so yeah, check out that Narcos though. And then just finally, before we move on, I want to say if you are local here and listening to the show, the wizard world has been canceled for this year. They apparently double booked or something like that. I don't think they did. I think they tried to do it too fast. Couldn't get enough people and didn't want to put up a shitty show. Yeah. So I think that they're going to be like, Hey, when we come back next year, we're going to do it upright. We're going to have good folks and we're not going to be like a little part of a comic con. We're going to do the, the whole experience here, which is what I hope. So, uh, but yeah, I was bummed as I was going largely for pop purchasing opportunities. Yeah, either that or the venue was asking for too much money. I don't think so, though. Probably Because it's, it's Expo Center, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, they don't care. They're, they're lucky to just get business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, and then uh, uh, It, Chapter 2, subtitled, You Gonna Wait Forever for This. Uh, I made up that subtitle, uh, is coming out September 6th of 2019. Yeah. I said it when we were leaving the theater. They're like, they better have that shit already done in the can and ready to go next year. I'm like, oh, no, they've not even cast the adults yet. Yeah, when I saw the the headline for that, it said, it's coming sooner than you think. I was like, oh, well, maybe they filmed all the kids' stuff and they just need to do a couple adult things. It's not coming sooner than you think. That's exactly when I thought, Mm -hmm. and that's a long fucking time away. Yeah. (laughs) So... Yeah, but yeah, if you want to know exactly, almost exactly two years. Yeah, so which is a shame because the first one's so good. You think they'd speed that shit up a yeah, little bit so that people don't fucking shits. forget. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, it, yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I saw the first one. I don't yeah, know. I saw the first one. It came out. Nah, I don't need to see no adults. I like the kids. Mm-hmm, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're funny with their cursing and stuff. I might put I might put down five dollars on that. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we have there. We are going to move it on over to the television section where I got lots to talk about. We are going to use another great uh, favorite of almost everybody who has listened to Tom Petty, and that is A Free Fallen. <laughs>
She's a good girl Loves her mama Loves Jesus In America too She's a good girl She's crazy about Elvis Loves horses And her boyfriend too It's a long day Living in Reseda There's a freeway Running through the yard And I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart Ah, yes, the free fallen. You just can't <laughs> beat that. J-Rod says he has a story about free fallen. Well, kind of. One of my favorite moments from uh, Family Guy is when, I can't remember if it's in the show or if it's one of their, like, aside flash twos or whatever, but Peter is going to skydive, and he's like, can I listen to my iPod when I jump? And the guy goes, yes, as long as it's not free falling. And he, like, slowly takes out his earbuds, curls it up, and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I would probably want to listen to that song, too, if I was going skydiving. I will not be going skydiving, though, for many, many reasons. Um, but I do watch a lot of TV. and I <laughs> Same can, thing, really. Yeah, I can tell you, it's just as exhilarating. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to talk a little bit about some shows here. I'm not going to go into super detail with the exception of I'm going to go into more detail on the Rick and Morty as I'm going to be talking about it as a season as a whole this season. Uh, I'm not going to go through every episode. If you want that, you can go back every one of our episodes. And I talk about Rick and Morty each week, but I'm going to largely use this to focus on um, some of the early standout new shows that I saw and uh, two uh, to three of my favorite returning shows that have come back. So I'm just going to start on the list and work my way down. The Gifted has uh, X people It's uh, Marvel and Fox's... Second attempt, but more mainstream attempt at working together. Um, we'll see how it goes. I really enjoyed the first episode quite a lot, actually. Uh, on Voodoo, it was a you-can-get-this-episode-for-free type thing. And uh, I did, and I watched it, and I rated the first episode a 4.5 out of 5. I really oh, enjoyed it quite good. a lot. Yeah, uh, I am intrigued. The acting is good. It's got uh, Bill Compton from uh, True Blood. Straight Real, out of Real, Compton? Not, no, very different. Straight uh, out of Bill Compton. Straight out of Bill Compton, yeah. Real name Stephen Moyer, um, who, who's a fine actor. Uh, not a great actor, just a fine actor. <laughs> I mean, he did, he did True Blood. So, I mean, True Blood was a little cheesy. I liked it, don't get me wrong. But acting uh, chops were not necessarily required for that show. As you saw, there was no Emmy nominations at all <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but no, The Gifted was good. Uh, you know, it's, it's about uh, mutant uh, people. It's kind of like it says it's after the, the Mutant Act has been passed. So it's, you know, if you're harboring mutants, Timelines, you can get yeah. in trouble. They need to come and get them. You know, it's kind of like the X-Men animated series, how it started with Jubilee. Yeah. 
Um, this is uh, uh, these two kids. Uh, one of them finds out they're a mutant. The other one already knows it, unbeknownst to both of their parents. And their parents is like, nah, you ain't taking my kids, stupid fucking government. And they grabbed them and they left. So, and chaos ensues. Uh, but no, it's a good start. And when it was over, I was like, ah, and it's over. And I rarely do that unless it's like shit like Game of Thrones. So I'm not saying this is Game of Thrones good or nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I was into the story when the credits started rolling. I was mm. like, fuck. So, you know, another week I'll have to wait. But I really enjoyed The Gifted. It's a strong start to uh, the well, new... Well, that's promising given the uh, alternative that's well, happened. Yeah, and well, and their other one was really good too, which I really liked. Uh, now, uh, some people, it was a little too trippy for them, but they, Fox and Marvel worked together on Legion as well, yeah. which is on FX. Um, and that show's great. Uh, the first season of Legion is trippy, it's smart, and uh, fucking weird, but it's good. <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I like I like it all. Um, but no, The Gifted comes, highly recommended. Uh, again, first episode's free. Check it out. Uh, highly recommended on this show. There's actually a lot of the new shows that get, that offer a first free episode, uh, yeah, especially these popular, days. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can check those out on Vudu and on uh, iTunes and... A lot of different spots. Your uh, digital marketplace of choice. That's right. Um, now, moving on, what you're not going to find a free first episode of <laughs> is this is the eighth season start, or the ninth season start, excuse me, after what feels like an eight-season hiatus of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's not been eight seasons, but it's been a long damn time since it's been Larry David. four or five years. Yeah, longer than that, maybe, even. It's been a while, and... Larry David uh, has a style of comedy that suits me, uh, fits me like a like a perfect isotoner glove, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to throw in that isotoner. Now, like seriously though, uh, it's it, I love Seinfeld. I consider Seinfeld to be the greatest half-hour sitcom show of all time, as it never the humor never gets old. It's still relevant today, and it's still just as funny. If you watch it today, as when you first started watching Seinfeld, mm. it's one of those timeless shows because of characters like George Costanza. Well, and the topics that they cover are timeless. They're not like, hey, this thing just happened exactly. in the news and we're going to parody yeah. it or roast it or whatever. No, it's not it's like, like that. It's oh, about social inadequacies and, yeah, and this social guy faux at the pas. store and, did this weird thing and I'm going to make a whole show about that's it. That's exactly right. And that's why I love it. And one of my favorite characters more than others is George Costanza just because of all the weird shit and every time that somebody watches Seinfeld and, and George Costanza does something crazy and says nobody in real life would do that that's when you're <laughs> referred to Larry David right. who basically is George Costanza and every Costanza story told on there was was a piece of, of something that has happened to Larry David. Yeah, and the Kramer stories. Yeah. Not Larry David, but the, the yeah. Kramer was actually a real guy yeah. that lived next door to Larry David. Named Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real Kramer, he calls himself as he does his own tour, which is actually a Seinfeld episode about him doing his own tours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They start doing it with Kramer doing it and everything else, and it's, it's a pretty good episode. But uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is more the Costanza style of humor about social faux pas. The cringe comedy. Yeah, the the Awkward. it puts you in, yeah it puts you in situations where you will literally feel embarrassed and like ooh <laughs> like he is a master of making the audience uncomfortable due to his own social inadequacies here. This man is so rich that he doesn't know how to to, to properly mask <laughs> what he needs to say and basically just says what he feels. And this first episode picks 
right back up and it is a glorious return as it is comedy i've been waiting to see again for quite some time because i love kirby your enthusiasm and i thought after season eight i thought it was done larry david had said i don't know if i have time for this and now not only is it back but it's pretty 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 good so uh if you were uh, thinking that it might not be as good when it came back you are uh, incorrect it is every bit as good and perhaps even better yeah knowing what i know of larry david he wouldn't come back da- he wouldn't come back unless it was good or better yeah and he want and and in his own weird larry david way like all of his seasons there's a through line of something that larry david really wants to say like as oh, a yeah. person of society mm-hmm. whether it's theater etiquette like it was in season 4 there is an overarching theme in every one of his 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 episodes and seasons that is basically uh what Larry David thinks should be happening and why it isn't happening yeah. and it's it's great it's brilliant and if you've never watched it I recommend you start from the beginning and go all the way through but if you have season 8 or season 9 comes back uh, kicking down doors and made me laugh rip roariously sir I want to I want to touch on the theater etiquette thing because I actually had an epiphany this week about that about why the steady decline of theater etiquette. Are we talking movie theater or or? Uh... Well, all but generally movie theater, so okay. we could talk about more people. The reason that it theater etiquette is on the decline because parents haven't been taking their kids to movies since the eighties. They yeah. drop them off. They say, have a good time, and I'll pick you up in two hours. Yeah, sometimes they'll say, oh, we'll go ahead and hop around. I'll pick you up in, in seven hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go, nobody ever does that. My mom used to do that to me. <laughs> yeah. When I was pretty young, like eight years old. Here you go. Drop you off at the theater. I'm going to go do some stuff. I'll see you in six hours. See three movies. Yeah, and that's. I'm not blaming necessarily parents. Not all of them, anyway. Some of them are to blame, for sure, I'm sure. But, like, you know, kids don't want to go. They want to go with their friends and mm-hmm. not their parents. Yeah. Um. But, you know... Unless it's like a little kids movie, even still, then sometimes they just drop the kids off. You go see that movie, I'll go see this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think that doesn't happen, you're dumb. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> that happens, hundred so, percent. There's no doubt about that. So that that was my uh, epiphany about why theater etiquette is on the decline. That's yeah, definitely worth uh, consideration too. I think it's a number of things, and that's probably a, a pretty big factor of it. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, curb your enthusiasm though is just fucking as great as it's ever been and uh get on it if you love curb your enthusiasm this is what you've been waiting for mm-hmm. and if you've never watched curb your enthusiasm and you liked seinfeld you need to watch curb your enthusiasm especially season seven which is as close to a seinfeld reunion as you're ever going to get mm-hmm. uh and if you've never seen either I recommend checking out the first couple episodes. It's either for you or it's not. Uh, Seinfeld isn't as cringeworthy. It has some cringe moments. Well, they have the other characters Yeah, this one is not. And I'm telling you, some of the situations and things he does, you go, ooh. And when he explains it, he's not wrong. And you go, yeah, but socially we're just (laughs) supposed to do this. And he's like, fuck that. I ain't playing that social game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) You know, I I wish... (laughs) I could do that sometimes, but I never. That's a guy I never from can. Brooklyn. That's what that is. Yeah, uh, so that's pretty great there too. Uh, Rick and Morty: The season has concluded. It was supposed to be thirteen episodes, but Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, those bastards, done did us wrong, because it was only ten. 
And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, well, I just cut the other three episodes because I didn't think they were that good. And I, kudos to that because most people don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're all about hitting that deadline. And then the, he said they felt rushed and not good. He's like, we're going to take them back. We're going to work on them. And maybe you'll get a longer season next year. Maybe we'll just have the first three episodes good to go in the can and can focus on the rest. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole showed up at the end of the season, though, to tell everybody <laughs> it's going to be a long time again. Uh, I don't know if it was a joke, like a tongue-in-cheek joke, because it took two and a half years to get mm-hmm. this season, or if it's going to be a long time again. Um, and they can be like, we told you. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Did you not stay to the end of the show? Uh, uh, Dan Harmon was on a podcast, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yeah. And uh, he's on there quite a bit, actually. And they were talking about the new Rick and Morty. It was really interesting because they were they talk about a, a bit more spiritual type aspects a lot of times. He and he and the host. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about how shitty Rick and Morty fans are. They are shitty. It's I, and how just weird it is. Yeah. And now, how we, Dan did, Harmon is actually like, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore. Because I love doing the show, and it's hilarious, and of course the majority of people are just fine, but there's enough fucking assholes out there. Yeah, didn't I say that, didn't we talk about this last week with the, the, it was towards female writers, we were, yeah, yeah, we we touched on it. It may not have been last week, but recently. I think it was last week, because that's when it all started coming out, was last Mm -hmm. week. Uh, I don't remember if I talked about it on the show, or if it was just a conversation, I, I honestly don't, but... I'm pretty sure I said something because uh, I said Rick and Morty season finale is coming up and we're lucky we're getting that because Dan Harmon's pissed off at the fans. Yeah. Uh, And it's not all the fans, but they are vastly gaining the reputation for the nastiest fans on television Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they they write out horribly misogynistic things to female writers. And as a Rick and Morty fan, it drives me crazy because I'm not like that. I just want to see funny Rick and Mortys. I don't care who writes what. It's all funny to me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Whoever wrote whatever script is a fucking winner in my book. A, because you're writing professional television scripts. And B, it's funny. Rick and Morty is funny to me every single episode. Um, so funny to so many that uh, when they kicked it off for April Fool's before the actual season started on 7.30, the episode was about uh, Rick that he went crazy to get the McDonald's Mulan Szechuan sauce back for his <laughs> McNuggets. He wanted that McNugget dipping sauce, Morty. And uh, real life now, this coming Saturday, McDonald's, probably because of Comic-Con and the fact that they'll be at New York Comic-Con, is bringing back the Mulan Szechuan sauce for one day this Saturday at only certain participating McDonald's. The only ones here. For one day. I agree. uh, (laughs) The only ones here in Peoria that are getting it is one, and it's the one on Western. Whoa. I'm like. Interesting choice. Yeah. College kids, though. Oh. Right. Okay. That you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the general demographic of Rick yeah. and Morty is college kids. Uh, I'm not saying that college kids are assholes because I don't I don't know your your life. But what I do know is that Rick and Morty fans are gaining a bad reputation, and I can see that type of crowd not having the wherewithal to. Um, Pull their punches? Yeah, that's a good way to say I was trying to think of what to say. Pull their punches is good. Yeah, I like that. We'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no sugar on top. Uh, you no, know, just no. uh, 
just mean, unnecessary criticisms, uh, specifically targeted towards yeah, females recently. Also, quickly approaching a generation that has not, like, for a while now, we've lived in a world where American generations have not known a world without The Simpsons. Yeah. But quickly, we are approaching now a world where American generations have not known a life without South Park. It's which is true. Very different. Yeah, South Park the, on season twenty. Yeah, and so. I'm wondering, especially with the um, the Nazi trolling and stuff that's mm-hmm. going on both in internet and real life, I'm wondering if that has something to do with it, not understanding, because they're not wise, learned, experienced comedians, but not understanding when the boundaries are being crossed and when they are not um, in that sort of joke. And because they grew up with South Park doing whatever the fuck they wanted when they felt like it, but doing it so expertly that you couldn't tell when it was inappropriate. Yeah. That's, yeah, South Park's so good for that. And man, was it inappropriate in 1997. Oh, yes. <laughs> Nowadays, people are used to it, and they're like, oh, that's just South Park seeing South Park. You know yeah. But, uh, but no, uh, Rick and Morty, third season, good stuff. Pretty dark. Goes pretty dark. Pretty, 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 pretty dark. So, uh, but it's good. Watch it if you've not seen it. Um, the uh, the Rick and Morty, of course, season four is, is speculated, and we know it's happening. We just don't know when. But this season of Rick and Morty had some pretty great episodes, some pretty awesome new characters. But it also got pretty dark, being with the whole divorce and all that stuff mm. that's going on between uh, Beth and Jerry and all that. So, uh, you know, uh, but it's good. Uh, Rick and Morty season three stands toe-to-toe with the other two seasons. Great writing, great vocal acting, and just hilarious, hilarious bits. Cracks me up, I tell you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if I was to rate the whole season of this season's Rick and Morty, I'd rate season one uh, uh, an eight, and, and I would rate season two a ten, or maybe even an eleven out of ten. And Whoa. then season three would be like an eight to an 8.5. That's pretty uh, good. Yeah, pretty good stuff. It's all good. Uh, that brings us to new show with uh, Parks and Rec and Simp personal favorite Adam Scott, who I like a lot, and then uh, one of me and J Rod's favorites and criminally underrated actors, Craig Robinson, came from ISU, which is our alma mater. Take your panties off. That's right, a uh, man who's been known to travel in real life circles with a towel with his initials embroidered into his towel. <laughs> yeah. And if you think we're joking. Nuh-uh. No, when he shows up to do a stage gig, a stand-up comedy, he has a towel with him at all times. And a keyboard. Yeah, and generally in real life, he's walking around with a towel because it's kind of him now. It's yeah, part, that's part his, of his style. Yeah, that's his whole thing. It's part of his shtick, yeah. uh, and and we love him for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Craig Robinson. I've been a fan of him since The Office when he even didn't really have many lines, and he was just Daryl down below who spoke like two lines and would end up stealing the damn show <laughs> with his facial expressions or just... Just, I don't even know what, but he got in with the right people uh, and has made a well, very lucrative career. Yeah, the office is going to help, that's for sure. True, but it wasn't the office that built it. It was how good he had, how good he did giving limited space mm-hmm. to the office. Because mm-hmm. think about all the people that worked in that warehouse down there. Yeah. None of them got famous like Daryl did. None of them got yeah. asked to stay through all the seasons like Daryl did. Yeah, well, they featured him later in the season. Yeah, like seasons seven through to help pick yeah. up a little more of the Michael Scott slack since mm-hmm. he left or whatever. But nobody from the original warehouse made it 
you know, past a season or two. They had Patrice O'Neill down there for a couple seasons, and I and he passed away. I think yeah, maybe he was he, a star. Of his I was, was going to say, he, oh yeah, guy. oh, and he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, he was, and I think had he not passed, he would have had uh, as as featured of a role as Craig Robinson did as he came up through. Damn. But uh, he 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 passed away early. Um, Patrice O'Neill, if you don't know him, uh, Google his stuff and prepare to laugh and then be real sad when you remember that he's not there to make any new stuff anymore because he was funny brilliantly funny um and and like you said a comics comic everybody loved him um even even the oh yeah they who... hold an annual fundraiser for his family yeah um every yeah. year like bill burr goes uh, a lot of the opie and anthony guys go yeah um that sort of thing jim norton See that, and that's ultimate respect for comedians, because most comedians don't get that, because most comedians don't think like that. Yep. Um, but this guy was just too good on too many levels. So their show Ghosted came out, and it's kind of like a weird semi version of the uh, the R.I.P.D. movie with Jeff Bridges uh, and Ryan Reynolds. That oh, wasn't yeah. all that good, but mm-hmm. the the rest in peace department. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. There's ghosts and things abound, and uh, ghostly I like, ghost hunters. Yeah, <laughs> I only got the first episode, but I loved it. I was like, yeah, and Anna was like, oh, I'll watch that. And she's not even necessarily a fan of those two. She was just, she's like, mm. I think it looks kind of funny, and yeah, we were laughing, and I can't wait for more. So I hope that other people are watching. Uh, check out Ghosted. Definitely gets an approval, which I can't necessarily give. This next one we're going to talk about, which we've already talked about a little bit, but now I've seen it, so I can say some further things. Can I and guess? that is sure. Inhumans. Yes, it is. Right. It is Marvel's Inhumans, which had a two-hour premiere uh, last Sunday. Um, and I'm going to say this: um, they are already saying, "Watch the Inhumans, the complete series." So. Oh no. This first season is all you're going to get, and you might not even get every episode of that, depending upon how low the ratings are. Now, we have spoken of our critical divide between fans and and um, critics. movie critics. Mm-hmm. Now, this does not qualify under that for TV, but let's just say that the critics are like, uh, boo, and the fans are like, yeah, boo, yeah, it's cheesy, yeah, it's not that good, but for some reason I still kind of like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there are parts of it that I was like, okay, that's enjoyable. All the stuff with Lockjaw is good. Ramsey Bolton uh, is a fine actor, plays a hell of a dick. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but the rest, some acting is pretty bad. Um, pretty, like soap opera bad? Pretty, or? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Like, there was a couple of scenes, if it wasn't for the fact it was being shot on high-dollar cameras, it I, it would have been so popular. I would have thought I flipped on Days of Our Lives. Oh, goody. Yeah, the lady that plays Medusa with the red hair, um, mm-hmm. not all that great. I want to like her. Oh, that's a shame. I just don't think she's very good. She has the look, though. She does have the look. Uh, to quote that song, she's got the look. Uh, she does, but she does not have the acting chops, which is not uncommon on this show there's like three or four people that know how to do it pretty good and they're the ones that probably got paid more (laughs) (laughs) because they know what's up and that's the ramsey the guy who plays the king um you know black bolt not yeah black bolt uh the guy that plays black bolt um is 
I'll say he's better than average acting wise because he doesn't speak. He can't. Black Bolt can't talk. If mm-hmm. he does, people die because he's got the the crazy mouth power. Yeah, you know? he's got. Uh, he the shoots the the thing. Morissette thing from Dogma. Yes, uh, that indeed, very good. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. Um, so yeah, I was gonna say the Siren from the X Men movies, but uh, I like your, I like yours mm-hmm. better. Uh, so yeah, he opens his mouth, bad things happen, people die, things get exploded. So in order for him to hold two hours of screen with decent screen time, having not speaking a word, it's fairly fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, everything else around it, yeah. It'd be better if everything else was better too. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I enjoyed the first hour and I struggled for the second and uh, so people are like, so watch or don't watch. And this is what I can say to you. This is why I am going to keep watching. And it's not for the right reasons. I am watching because of the train wreck effect. I think that... Oh, doing a little rubbernecking, are you? A little bit. I think that, uh, you know, it's so bad that I kind of want to keep watching just to see how bad it's going to get away with getting uh, as the show goes on. Because I think we saw the best of it already. <laughs> I'm a, with what they put out for the IMAX. I've pulled up this article, and I'm just going to read this one sentence because it just jumped out at me. <clears throat> Each actor's performance invokes all the emotion of a high school production of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and a really, really bad one at that. <laughs> a really bad one to boot. Oh, my How God. How do you even let this get to air if it's that bad is my question. Be like, we're not even letting this guy play Tybalt. He ain't even <laughs> no good to be fucking nothing. Nah. He, you ain't good enough for Tybalt. You ain't good enough Mercutio for... motherfucker. Yeah, you ain't. Nah, you're going to play fucking Lady Capulet's fucking shoe holder, okay? Lady Capulet had a shoe holder? She does now. <laughs> That's your part right there. Well, I wanted something bigger. You're not good enough yeah, for anything bigger. it's called Sir Capulet. Now go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Sir Capulet, S-E-R Capulet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. No, I mean, The Inhumans is going to be one of those. I've heard people, I've read people uh, that watched it that were like, yeah, I don't see why the critics uh, got to stick up their butt about this. I think it's pretty fucking good. Eh. <laughs> you know? Uh, I see why they chose those two episodes to put in the IMAX. There's not a single episode that's going to be any better than those two. Mm. And those two were not all that great. Well, um, I can tell you from the Rotten Tomatoes, the critics and the audience are still pretty much uneven, but it's so skewed to the negative that it doesn't really matter. Because yeah. we're talking a difference of 6% critic, 51 uh, audience. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so, 50, so half the audience liked it, and only 6% of the critics liked yeah. it. See, I put myself in the well, middle. Well, to be fair, there's only 35 critical reviews. In well, like... count this 36. It's cheesy. I'll still keep watching, but they got some work to do. Yeah. Uh, if I was to give it a number rating out of 10, I would go 4.5. So that would be like a 40%, maybe 45%, if you will. And actually, now that I heard that out loud, I'm going to drop it down 35%. Because <laughs> uh, the first episode, cool. The second episode, I award zero points, and may <laughs> God have mercy on its soul. Uh, just know what it's yeah, yeah, it just was not that good. Um, I hope it gets better. I'm only gonna be hanging in there if, as long as the train wreck keeps going. If it gets good, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> now I joke. I'll probably still watch, but I do know that you should go into this with reserved uh, expectations, as it's not gonna get a second season. It was supposed to be a movie. The movie was off. Then it was on again. Then it was off again. Then it was on again. Then it was off completely. And then they're like, "Well, 
well, maybe we'll make it a TV show. And somebody's like, okay. Let's make it a limited one-time miniseries event. I don't think that that was their intention. I think that they expected this to be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and on and on it rolls. But I think that they were told at the start of time, they're like, so, we have two options. (laughs) We can cancel this now, and you can put it out on DVD, and people can enjoy. Or, we'll put it on, but you're done. Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers are done. You're not mm-hmm. spending another dollar of our money. I'd this. be interested in knowing what production team this is and, and why this one is a particularly um, standout failure. I'm telling you, I think it's because of the talent involved and the lack of resources to do what these characters need to do needs to have movie budget, mm-hmm. not TV budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even for TV budget, what they're doing is expensive as hell. And because it's on TV, it doesn't even look all that great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that's where the that's where the big problem is. Is these these are people who are inhuman because they have abilities not unlike those of the X Men that we talked about earlier. And except they have their special base on Mars. Exactly. <laughs> except they're not of this Earth or or whatever. So I mean, you know, the characters are there. I just there's a lot of work to be done, uh, and I don't think they're going to get much of a chance to do it. And in the end, really, there's too much like it for it to be on TV now with shows like Legion, with shows like Gifted, with shows like the stuff that's on Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, and which is not, it can't even come close to a Jessica Jones. Yeah. And I didn't even like Iron Fist, and this can't even come close to an Iron Fist. So uh, that's how I feel about it at this early stage right now. So I don't think I'm going to be swayed by too much later stuff. I will say the guy that, that played Ramsey Bolton uh, in this, he plays Maximus. He is uh, the standout talent. Um, he's probably the guy they paid the most. And he's the guy who stands in the back in all the marketing, so he's not actually in it all that much? He is in it more than the marketing would suggest. Okay. But still, yeah. No, not there's, enough. There's a lot of... There's, and that's another issue, too, that I think that, that there's an issue with. Uh, that, that I think that there was also an issue with with the Defenders. Unless you're like Joss Whedon or one of those top-tier directors who really knows how to write your stuff to to give every character the proper amounts of time that those characters should have mm. they can't write like that for this because there's just too many characters yeah. they, they just can't and uh, I think that's well, and another the writing problem. process is so different for a TV show than oh, it yeah, is for a movie. Massively somebody, different. Yeah, somebody sits down, writes a treatment, sends it off. They make their edits. He, they send it back to that person. They make their edits the way they want to make them. You know, so it's one person sending it to a team who edits it to send it back, right? Yeah. And it's not a bunch of people in a room shouting out stuff. Oh, oh what if they kiss there? Yeah, you know? yeah. Let's have let's have them kiss, huh? huh? Let's do that. That always put spices things people, up. People like it when people kiss. So uh, <laughs> let's just have them kiss. So yeah, I don't know. Check out the Inhumans at your own risk. That is not one that is made free for their first episode, which is another thing that makes me think the people that made this don't even have faith in it, uh, because everybody offers a free first episode nowadays. Yeah. Uh, not not this show though, because they're probably like, oh, we want to get as much money as we can for this because we don't think we're going to have too many people watching for too long. <laughs> but the general consensus word of mouth from from people that I know like through like Facebook and stuff like that has largely been, yeah, the acting's bad and yeah, it's pretty cheesy, but I think I'm going to keep watching. All right. <laughs> you know, All and right. I'm kind of I'm kind of there too, but for a little bit of a different reason. I'm like I'm watching just to see how bad it's going to get. Like I I want to know if it's going to correct itself or not. I don't think it will. 
That being said, uh, the last of the new uh, TV shows to talk about, I only saw the first episode, and I can't get too much into it because when the original events happened, I was so young that I don't really know. I just knew that the Menendez brothers were two rich folks who killed their parents seemingly for no good reason other than because they were rich, spoiled brats. Uh, that yeah. is what I was told by my parents when it happened, and that is what I can remember the TV basically telling me. I remember when the trial started, the all that stuff coming out. Yeah, that's all I remember. Like, pre-trial stuff, I don't remember anything of that. Like, there was no black or, or white Bronco car chase on the freeway yeah. or nothing like that. And no, I'm, what I'm saying is when the trial started, I remember... See, I remember the the news before the trial started and i heard what you had heard yeah once the trial started i remember them saying all the stuff about how their parents abused them and all that okay stuff. yeah see i haven't i haven't even gotten into that and I, and I didn't even know that back then but i do know that the new law and order dun, dun, <laughs> is uh is called law and order the menendez murders um it has edie falco from the sopranos yeah, it sounds like they're trying to do actress. it american crime story kind of it is it's exactly like that yeah. only they put a law and order in front of it dun, dun, dun. you know what i mean so they get that fucking sound effect in there <laughs> yeah. and that's what uh, people show up for. <clears throat> that's right uh it's pretty it was pretty good the first episode well, it's it got a, edie falco well true uh, it was a, another one of those that Edie falco and a perm to boot a super perm <laughs> uh it was one of those that it was another i was just like oh shit it's over i wanted to keep mm-hmm. watching and that's a great sign for a tv show and it's it very much reminded me of the people versus oj simpson only with a different case mm-hmm. um and if you are into the people versus oj i think you'll be into this law and order as well it's pretty fucking good and it's just about at something at to a point in my life where i remember things but it's hazy so mm-hmm. the it's kind of interesting to get the whole story uh, because that that dominated the news uh, yeah, when I was Yeah, but very younger. superficially in the way that you describe, oh, these two kids killed their parents for no reason, how horrible. Well, yeah. what happened, though? Yeah, and I never really heard of, or they got to the bottom of why. Uh, I just remember their defense was our parents used to beat us and all that stuff. Okay, so. yeah, super mega high expectations and so forth. But uh, check that one out, though. That was one of the more standouts of the new the new seasons as well. Then I just wanted to talk. Simpsons has kicked off its 29th season. Just let that sink in for a sec. 29 years mm. of Simpsons, and they're signed through 30. <laughs> Do they keep going after that? I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What? 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 Uh, yeah. It was a good opener, though. It was weird. It called them the Surftons because it was uh, basically a Simpsons episode that mashed up World of Warcraft, Game of Thrones, all the old-timey throwbacky wizards and oh, warriors type for, stuff. For one time, I can actually say South Park did it. Yeah, they actually say that <laughs> oh, good. in the episode. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, they did. So it's, it's pretty great, actually. Um, <laughs> it's... It was like this is. Uh, they even said too, like this is the one time I think we're safe to say South Park did it first. So let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, check out that new Simpsons. It's good. And my personal favorite comedy hour of television um, has been uh, for the pet. Well, this is now five years as it's getting going into its fifth season. My my personal favorite network comedy show is the Goldbergs. It is mm. right in my uh, my my nostalgia area. It was when I grew up, so I relate to the show immensely. 
and I love it. It's absolutely hysterical, um, probably because it's tailor-made for an audience of people just like me. And it's not unsurprising that all of my friends that are my age love it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's an absolutely great, great show. Um, if you've not seen The Goldbergs, oh, you need to watch if you are, I'd say, age 30 or higher. If you're not, you'll still chuckle, but you're not going to get as much out of it as the people who are over 30 will because it's just, you know, it's made for people like us. So they came back with a bang. And Modern Family, uh, Modern Family has started its ninth season, okay? And, and, you, and it's weird because you're watching, again, that's nine years now. And we have seen their children grow. And, mm. and even the grandchildren now are, are growing. And it's like, whoa, that's weird because you've watched them on TV for a good chunk of their, their formative years. It's really strange, you know what I mean? Uh, but they're still funny as hell. They came out with a bang, too, and there was some stuff in there that had me snort laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> like I was like, oh, my God. I almost spit up water at one point when there was a character reveal, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, let's just say that Cam made himself look like Powder uh, from the movie Powder. <laughs> and if you know the reference I speak of, then you know what I'm talking about. And if not, just watch because you got a surprise coming to you. Um, before we move on too far, I want to throw out there, apparently that Goldberg spinoff with Brian Callen and Tim Meadows is still happening. Tim Meadows also in the new uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, nice. Uh, which I wanted to throw out uh, there real except fast, it's too. This, this one is set in the 90s. Interesting. Instead of the 80s. So. I do like that Brian Callen. He has <clears throat> never been as good as he was in the first season, but he is always a weekly treat on that show. The yeah. first season, though, he is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's got a new stand-up special out today, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah, yeah. But, Not on Hulu, though. Hulu releases it in December 6th, because Hulu's the devil. <laughs> have you have you watched the Seinfeld special? You mean the Seinfeld before Seinfeld? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched it either. I hear it's good, I don't though. think it's a stand-up special. He, I, he I, does, I think it's like, it's, sand -up. It's like he, Seinfeld in the, when he would do stand-up bits, and then they would cut away to do more of a documentary. Yeah, thing. it's early Seinfeld jokes. That's how they build it. Seinfeld jokes you've never heard, because these are the Seinfeld jokes he did before he was famous, and it's also autobiographical yeah. to, uh, mixed in with with being on comedy and like it's kind of like a Q&A as well you know he, he talks to the the audience as if they're there for a, a session you mm. know so it's I have not seen all of it I've just I watched the first couple minutes and then I got distracted had to turn it off and I haven't got back to it yet and Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back also and I love me some Brooklyn Nine-Nine that shit is good uh, I was curious. They left us off with a hell of a cliffhanger last season, and they're not uh, giving us any answers uh, right away, at least, because the first one back is a part one. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, all the all the, the old comedies returning. The Middle's kicking off its last season. It's starting tonight. Blackish fired back up tonight. Um, you know, now that's quite the Emmy heavy hitter now. Uh, the Blackish. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch those yet because uh, they they aired tonight before uh, right before we started recording, so I haven't had a chance. But overall, that's most of your TV uh, uh, new stuff. And then Can I throw a curveball at you. Sure. So I was reading uh, yesterday and today. Football numbers are down. Yes, like, big dramatically. Time. Yeah, big time down now. Uh, I've heard people say it's because of the CTE. I've heard people say it's for a whole host of reasons. Honestly, personally, my theory is 
that people are still and continuing to cut the cord uh, from cable and going to a streaming platform. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are mad. Uh, I watch a lot of football. Right. Um, More so than a lot of people. And the general finger on the the football pulse is, yes, they don't like those things that you mentioned. Mm Mm-hmm. Not enough to not watch, but the, what's really what's really getting them is the is the misunderstanding of what the players are trying to do through the national anthem. The players are trying. Really, it's that big of an it's effect. It's huge. Okay. It's huge, and I'm going to tell you why in just a All second. Right. Um, it's so huge that now Fox has decided we're not showing any national anthem anything. We will cut to the game when the national anthem is over. Um, so, and somehow yeah. that's not disrespectful to it, the troops and to whatever else you want. It's the response. Say, now, yeah. now here's the thing: um, the protest was fine. We talked about this last week mm-hmm. when Trump threw a fucking match on a on an already smoldering fire that had not ignited was yet. Was a gas can sitting right? Yeah, next to like it. Uh, it started. This protest started as uh, they wanted to. Only one man at, at first wanted to not stand because he didn't want well, to handful, stand. A small handful. Well, not at first. It was one person. That's was, true. The was... first game, but the second game, the guy from the uh, that they interviewed, Mike Tomlin. Not, not, no, no, not Mike Steve. Tomlin. Yeah. No, the I forget what team he's for, but he was one of the originals to to kneel as well. Anyway. Well, it's all about you know we're living in a country where you know race is still an issue and and so on and so forth and that has now uh, through multiple channels of of uh, that old game telephone of sorts now it's gotten twisted as in those who don't stand for the national anthem is not for racial inequality or racial uh, injustice. Now it is assumed it's for people who are like, fuck America and fuck your flags and fuck your military, when it actually had nothing to do with that in the first place. It was just him, his way of making a statement. Now, do I think he could have went about it a better way? Sure. Do I think it would be as big of a deal right now as it is if President uh, t- 45 had not uh, dropped those remarks? People wouldn't care like they care right now, yeah. but because it's forced into the national spotlight. And then the response was, you tell us that that's not cool. Okay. Fuck you. Well, not Everybody o- does it. Well, now. not only that Trump's big, big mistake was getting the owners involved by in that same speech you reference, uh, saying that people should stop going to games if they're going to kneel. And then that's the right. owners said, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Now yeah. you're affecting my paycheck. And, motherfucker. Yes, exactly. And so then the owners had to stand up in solidarity with their players and uh, put put everybody in a corner. Yeah, and it's not good. And you are absolutely right. Attendance is down. It is alarming. The first game that had decent numbers was this past week's Monday Night Football, not yesterday's, mm-hmm. the week before. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is how bad it is. Um, <clears throat> to, to sum it up for you is the best way I can do it, and that is that uh, DirecTV has offered Sunday Ticket for lots of years, mm-hmm. over 20 years. And they've made it better and better each time. Sunday Ticket, if you do not know, gives you access to all out-of-market games. Um, If you pay a little bit more, it gives you access to what's called Sunday Ticket Max, which gives you all the games, Red Zone, Fantasy Zone, uh, six games on one channel. You can watch it on your tablet or your phone or whatever the fuck. It makes it really nice. It's not cheap. Um, It's uh, about 
for the max, it's about three hundred and fifty dollars, and for a regular, just for the teams, it's two hundred and eighty dollars. Two months of TV. Yes, okay. uh, it's that much, and people pay it plus hand season. over fist. They pay it um, yeah. like it's it's a hot seller yeah. every year. Has been ever since they can. The deal is once game one has started and you have either signed on or not canceled from the year before, you're locked in. They do not do refunds mm-hmm. for Sunday ticket whatsoever. You can burn your direct TV box in protest <laughs> and they are still going to charge you for the Sunday ticket. Yeah. And if you don't pay it, they will come after you in court because it is a contract that is owed. So how bad is it now? They have gotten so many calls from so many people that are now boycotting the NFL that for the first time ever, DirecTV is offering refunds for those who who want to be done with the NFL, which is now... A lot more than a handful of people. Yeah. It used to be like, we're not going to watch the well, NFL now it's no entire more. And, teams. and it's like, well, just you not watching the NFL is not going to do anything. It'll make me feel better. Fair enough. Yes, it will. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people um, who are offended in some manner of all of the political stuff happening on the football field. General consensus from many fans is... I watch football to get away from all this. I don't need this shit. You're an athlete. You make a lot of money. I don't need to hear how you're being oppressed when you were raised by white parents and you, well, you know, not, make fifty six million yeah. dollars a year. I know it's year not and, what you're saying, but no, that's no, also, that's the general. Yeah. That's the general. That's consensus. also not what he's saying. No, either. it's not. It's not any of that. Is the point whatsoever? But it's what the media has turned it into, and what general the overall general population has accepted, and that's just not it. And and so if you well, are also, one, the, the whole um, d- layer to this that's been going on for so long, most people don't even realize it is all that pregame military bullshit uh, that happens. Military uh, pays for that. Yeah, they pay for it. It's propaganda. Yeah, it is advertising for the military that they pay millions of dollars a game yeah for. a lot of people don't know this either until two up until 2009 no, nobody was out for the national anthem yep. every team was this is not baseball yeah, every team was in the locker room uh they had the prerogative if they wanted to go out and stand for the national anthem they could but, but they're there to play a football but game. Largely, so they didn't. nobody did yeah. and it was they came out of the tunnels after all that was done and uh, it wasn't until the the military started offering big money to to have military yeah. type events, which is a in the pregame ceremony extension of two things: one, nine eleven, um, which turned the flag into something that it never was before, uh-huh. and secondly, uh, the propaganda started when the Iraq War started to become unpopular. Yeah. Um. So you got to keep all of that in mind when people say you don't support the troops, because I lived through, as most people listening to the show, I'm sure do, did. I lived through 9/11, Iraq wars, which are still going Gulf on. War Gulf War. Gulf War 0.1, yeah, mm-hmm. or 1.0. All that stuff. I remember all of it. And um, that's what they used to say to people when you said, hey, should we really be bombing people for no reason? Well, you hate the troops. Mm -hmm. And it's happening all over again in a different context of our politics. And to close for me, Bob Costas was on 
uh, the Bill Maher this week and uh, or previous Friday, and he said uh, he was really good. I, I encourage you to see that interview if nothing else. But um, he said uh, to pretend that sports isn't political is foolishness. Everything there have been so many political things from Jackie Robinson to free agency to unionizing. All of this stuff uh, happens in the realm of sports and usually happens in sports first. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, personally, I take it as a good sign that this is becoming a bigger and bigger issue in sport because that means we'll probably actually finally face it as a country. Sure, and I just wish that I I just wish that the the country as a whole could unite and know what this is actually about because there's so many people mad at so many different things that some of the things they're even mad about have no point or relevance to even being mad about when i was a kid there was a phrase that i remember hearing all the time which is i don't agree with what you say but i'll defend to the death your right to say it that's right and it turns out when a football player takes a knee that just goes out the window exactly and it's also somehow not offensive if they kneel before the national anthem starts and then get up and interlock arms that's okay but if you do it during the national anthem uh, all kinds of things. Well, um, the uh, an old right white rich man was a part of that protest or that that demonstration indeed. that That's you, right. you mentioned. One so, of the richest men. So uh, yeah, and I, very good personal friend of Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, and so I don't, you know, did I, you I, know that Trump called Jerry Jones like? 30 times and begged him not to do any sort of displays. Mm-hmm. And that's probably Jerry Jones probably wasn't going to do shit until Trump was like, Hey, don't uh, go to games. Don't do that. And he's like, fuck you. No, no. As soon as Trump says, don't go to games because of these sons of bitches. Yeah. It was all over. Yeah. Jerry Jones is like, well, fuck you guy. I could buy and sell your rich ass before or after you were president. It doesn't not matter. Just Jerry, all of the owners yeah. have, have now come out at least with a statement saying, we support our players doing what they feel is right to express yeah. their constitutionally protected. I guess free probably speech. just because of how big he is and and what the team is that he represents. I just think of Jerry Jones as the face of all the owners. Like I, I mean, I know that yeah, there's not like technically Roger Goodell yeah, is, but yeah, yeah. Like I just think of him as the face of of the the owners there for some reason because he's just I don't know. He's the one you always see. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, sorry, yeah. that got a little extended from what I wanted. Well, no, to it's a it's a definite hot button issue. Yeah. On the thing, and I feel it's very misunderstood on many different levels. I think um, it's propagandized. Let me put it that way. That's a good me. way to put it too. Um, on both sides, I would agree with that. That's too. not stopping me from watching my Sunday football, yeah. though. And also, there is now a boycott the NFL Day on November twelfth of this year. That is a day I am going to see the Steelers play the Colts, <laughs> and I won't be boycotting shit. Hey, maybe uh, no one else will be yeah, there. That's It'll just right. be you alone. Yeah, that'll be all right. I'll hey, be like, uh, I'll be like, woo! Jay and the Usher, can I go down to the front yeah, row? No I'll, one else is I'll here. I'll be like, nobody's here. Can I talk to Le'Veon Bell <laughs> and say like, hey, dude, I big fantasy stuff on the line today. You know, try not to suck. Can, can I talk to him? I can't. Why? There's nobody else here. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. gone, boycotting. I'm not boycotting. I should get a prize. Let me talk to them Steelers. Let me watch from the sideline. Yep. Whatever. I won't trip nobody. So no one else shut up. Can I get the all 10,000 towels? Yeah, I want all of the towels. <laughs> Every towel. Uh, all of them, terrible or not, give them to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that being said, though, uh, that's going to close down this week's television section. Just know, uh, for the past couple of weeks, it wasn't featured, and it's not always going to be this long. But now that we are back into network television time, there is going to be lots of stuff on the tube, and I'm going to make it my job to tell you what's worth checking out and what's worth steering clear from. Hopefully this little guide helped. 
uh, at least for you to make up whether you do want to watch shows like Inhumans or if I confirm basically what everybody thought Inhumans was going to be. You know, uh, just know that we'll be talking about uh, at least probably one or two of the bigger television shows each week, as we have uh, many times, except for over the summer when there's not really a lot to talk about. We got Game of Thrones this summer, which gave us an extended seven weeks of things to talk about, but that was really about it. You know what I mean? For the mm-hmm. for the big summer shit. Uh, that being said, uh, we are going to move into our review now. And the reason that... I'm going to have uh, J-Rod play a little song here that uh, you made. because OJ's out of jail? <laughs> that's right. That's right. No. Um, and that's true, by the way. It OJ is true. Out he's to out. very little fanfare. Yeah, he's out of jail. He has already been golfing uh, yep. and uh, living that life. So, uh, and complaining about how broke he is when he's still getting paid $10,000 a week by the NFL Players Association. (laughs) Let me tell that to you again. $10,000 a week. And he is claiming that he is poor. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Says Rick James. Indeed it is. Uh, So, yeah, but this song here that's going to use in transition, if you have heard it, cool. If you haven't, Listen to the words, because uh, some uncool shit went down. And uh, there'll be a point to all this here in just a moment. But uh, J-Rod's going to go ahead and play a tune as we lead into our main event review of American Made. All right, and that was The Hurricane by Bob Dylan. I encourage you to check out the whole song. Uh, it is quite long, though. Yeah, it is long, but it will tell you a story. And if you go, True well, that, story. well, that never happened, you would be wrong. Did they actually it, use that song in the movie? They did, and that is one of the a couple things why I wanted to bring this up this very day. First off, what me and J-Rod were just talking about, about the NFL, kind of hit the nail on the head with what's going on in this song. Mm. Racial... Uh, Inequalities, inequalities, tensions, uh, like that Detroit movie. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like it's it's now once again a hot topic issue in our country, and everybody is surprised. I guess not everybody, but a good chunk of us are like, "Wait, what? This is a thing again? Now? Well, again? I think uh, people who've lived lived the sweet life, yeah, yeah, and uh, well, and to to your response to that, you go. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is a thing again. And did it ever really go away? That's right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the, the part I'm hitting at. Yeah, yeah, that's the question. So, um, I, you know, I, I brought it up not knowing we were going to talk about the NFL. I was just saying that the song still has relevance today, even though it's about something that happened back in the 1970s. Also, uh, I wanted to throw this in. Some of you may, some of you may not know, Tom Petty uh, was in was in three groups. Of course, him and his Heartbreakers, oh, his yeah. early band Mud Crutch. And then he was in a band called the Traveling Wilburys. It also had George Harrison and one Bob yeah. Dylan up Super in there. Group, it, yeah. was, it was the first 
super group. Yeah, uh, Damon I mean, Yankees came after that. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a big deal, and Bob Dylan... Highwaymen. Yeah, the Highwaymen, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Dylan uh, was one of Tom Petty's uh, best friends and vice versa, and, and Bob Dylan put out a nice little statement today. And oddly enough, uh, it was something that I had saw when I was looking through stuff last night. I was like, I want to see something I've never seen before. I got all the movie channels, so I just kind of strummed through. For whatever reason, uh, I don't know why, but I have a really hard time watching movies about innocent people going to prison. Mm. It's just tough. I mean, not Shawshank Redemption. That shit's amazing, and it's like my second favorite movie ever. But And you're never really sure he didn't do it. Yeah, and you never really <laughs> You might have done But... It's really hard for me to see people that I know did no wrong uh, to the extent that they've been told go to prison for life. And I was like, well, I don't want to watch that movie. Hey, it's got Denzel. But Denzel! It's all, about, it's all about dude going to jail for life and is, you know, robbed of the prime of his life, you know, champion of the world and all that, you know. And, and then I was like, last night I was like, no, no, I'm going to watch this because mm-hmm. fuck that. Okay. I should not be afraid to see inequalities done to this hurricane i'm gonna see what's going down 1999's the hurricane 1999's the hurricane so today as i arose uh from from my slumber uh after making a great uh, pop deal uh, <laughs> i told you I sold. in your sleep no it was it was just well, like technically yeah because the guy paid while i was asleep oh, okay and then All i right. woke up and sent it out to him so. all right but yeah, uh, I, I told you about that uh, mm-hmm. that great pop deal you I did. made there. You know, uh, paid eight dollars and turned it into a wonderful profit. Just turn around and use it to get more pops. <laughs> <laughs> but they're old ones and they're going to be awesome, damn it! Uh, but no, I watched the Hurricane today for the first time ever. And that's a fucking good movie. Yeah. Uh, really fucking good. Uh, obviously Denzel is good. Obviously, but this had Leah Schreiber in this movie, oh, yeah. who I love. Fucking Ray Donovan himself up in there uh i just i don't know i i i don't know why it took me as long i guess i do know why it did take me as long um, yeah, you just kind of told us yeah i i thought maybe i would get to it quicker than i did i didn't think it excuse me take 18 years almost but uh you know i got to it today and and i really enjoyed it it moved me emotionally uh, oh well, I mean it's some emotional shit it is, in yeah. there, you know. I was just like, damn, and these guys took a chance on him. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's just say, spoiler alert, he got out of prison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think most people would know. You that. know, I'm not gonna tell you when he might be in there a day or fifty years. You don't know. He might until you watch that movie. But uh, fantastic movie, fantastic acting, fantastic obvious soundtrack using the hurricane throughout that movies like three or four times like they did Mm, well it's long enough you can it is they just kept taking different sections from it and stuff but uh so yeah i highly encourage everybody to check out the hurricane that's not the main movie i'm here to review or anything but it was a a damn fine way to spend a couple hours today a little bit longer it's like two hours and 30 minutes but uh worth every bit of it and it's not often you get to use uh, a bob dylan song in these uh, podcasts so if that turns anybody else on to bob dylan that has not listened to him then we have done our jobs sir yeah it just uh, won yeah that is arguably with tom petty the greatest american songwriter i i stand by that statement um and i will i will not tell anybody else they're wrong because it's purely opinion but i will argue my facts passionately um, for Tom Petty and for Bob Dylan, Very if anybody well. wants to challenge. Um, so, but we are here to talk about Tom Cruise, American Made. So, 
here's what I'm going to say about Tom Cruise. I don't like the guy, but I like his movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, personally, I think he's weird. He's one of the Scientologists. Again, if you're a Scientologist and you're one of our listeners, I apologize, but you're weird. Uh, Scientology is weird. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on what uh, OT level you are, but the people around you are fucking weird. All of it. Yeah. It's weird. Mm -hmm. It's really weird, and I don't like it. Uh, they worship evil Emperor Zorg and Tom well, Cruise. Not until OT8. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Before that, they're just trying to do self-help. I shit. just think it's crazy that they worship the Toy Story thing, evil Emperor Zorg. I don't like Toy Story two. It was not yeah. even the guy from the first Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't understand how they've been worshiping this cartoon bad guy for so long. Um. You well, you know the people killed themselves because they thought that thing was behind the comet that one time. Yeah, boy, that was dumb. the Heaven's Gate cult. Boy, that was dumb. Yeah, no, they wore no. the blue tracksuits. Yeah, I guess they didn't get uh, welcomed at Heaven's Gate. That's not uh, supposedly hey, what happens when you drink the Kool-Aid You know, I, I am an agnostic uh, spiritually when it comes to the afterlife, uh, you, which which really means that no one knows. You can't know what happens to you when you die. Did you say something about eggnog? Nope, agnostic. Eggnog-stick? Nope, nope, not the same. Um, it's, a cinnamon, sure? it's a cinnamon stick in your eggnog. That's what it is. Um, no, no, no. Uh, as opposed to the atheists, which believe nothing happens uh, when you die. The agnostic openly admits that they don't know, no one knows, and there's no way you could know. Yeah. Okay, I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Tom Cruise knows, apparently, because he's a higher up in the Scientology. Uh, yeah, he's got that gold plate metal thing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I. You know, I'm joking a little bit about the Scientology. If you are a Scientologist, that is, of course, you're right. I just think it's a weird thing. I did not know Elizabeth Moss well, I think was of the. Being Catholic's uh, weird, but you know. <laughs> being Catholic is nowhere nearly as weird as being a Scientologist. I think it's almost just as weird. No, sir. I do. No, mm -hmm. no. You can do whatever you want to do in the Catholic Church, and you can still go home and talk to your dad. Uh, at the end of the day, if he is with you, didn't used to could. Well, now you could. Now you could. But you cannot could in the Scientology. Well, you can. You'd just be breaking some rules. And they kill you by making you not talk to anybody again, which feels <laughs> like that. It's not the same thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Uh, but it, we are it, not here to discuss the merits of Scientology other than it's weird. Oh, shit. I'm in the wrong show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just think the Scientology is strange, and if you don't know much about it, which I don't, I watch the... The Leah Remini thing, and then I've read some stuff, and then J. Rod told me about the, the thing to the, that HBO yeah. one. Uh, clear, yeah, which you know it, it did clear some things up uh, for me overall. You know, learning about uh, this as I have over the past year now or I so. I think the most enlightening thing is uh, Trapped in the Closet, the South Park episode. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a great episode too. For uh, also, so many reasons. Also featuring Tom Cruise. Uh, how about that? Yeah, I pre-ordered my uh, South Park game that's coming out in a couple weeks or a little over a week yeah, and um, i'm excited the fractured butthole <laughs> yeah no the fractured butthole mm -hmm. um and uh i went into stan's room and tried to look in his closet and somebody from the inside yelled i'm not coming out because <laughs> uh, when you pre-order you get the stick of truth for free so i was oh, playing nice. that i didn't know that yeah you got a pre-order to do it yeah yeah if you pre-ordered it it's probably already downloaded on your console i didn't pre-order it but because I, I was going to get the uh the physical copy, but I've heard with the physical copy you get it too. That might be true, but I do. So you got know, it with the digital then, yeah, and you get it, it now. It came right now. I've nice. been pl I played it through three times already. Fantastic! Um, you know, I've not played that since the one. And you do have to pre-order it to get the special Towley content. There's so. Towley shit. Yeah. Oh, I love Towley. Yeah, there's a, like a whole side story for Towley that you don't get unless you pre-order it. Oh, I gotta have it. Yeah. 
I might pre-order it this very night. All right, done. I just might. I'm glad I'm glad we went on that tangent. But I yeah, just might. Tom Cruise was trapped in the closet in Stick of Truth. Yes. Uh, he was also trapped in a plane in American Made delivering drugs for Pablo Escobar slash Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> who, who he really lived out his days as. Uh, so Picasso <laughs> didn't really die. He moved to Colombia. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's how it went down. Most people don't know that. But, no, American Made is going to make, uh, I, I, I don't know if it's going to make a lot of money. It should, but there was nobody there when I was there. Everybody was seeing this movie, Steve McQueen. Enlighten me. What is Steve McQueen other than the actor? Is there a movie about Steve McQueen? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know the exact details of it, but I'm pretty sure it's like a bio, not a biopic, but a documentary. Of Steve McQueen? I think so. I mean, because I guess that was really packed, uh, and they also had a Jesus movie. That and was if you don't know who too. Steve McQueen is, there's got there's a bit Ooh. by uh, Eddie Izzard where he explains The Great Escape, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. Um, Steve McQueen, no, it's coming up with all his movement. Oh yeah, give me a second longer. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, when we went into the American Made, it was pretty desolate, and I don't know if it's because people are just not hip to Tom Cruise anymore, or what. But the movie is very well reviewed. Uh, The movie was really, really good, and it's getting good word of mouth. The best Tom Cruise role in years, and that's not a lie. It is. It's the best thing I've seen Tom Cruise do in long time. All right, so I got it. Uh, Steve McQueen, American Icon, the untold true story of the spiritual quest of a Hollywood legend. Interesting. Um, yeah. I'm looking at a video still, and it's got uh, Mel Gibson in it. That's one. Uh, I'd much rather see one. Uh, well, that's uh, hard to say. Steve McQueen, yeah. Uh, int- yeah, very, very, very big Hollywood uh, figure. Of the day, I would think that there would be some bigger ones that would get a biopic before Steve McQueen. Well, it's but... not a biopic; it's a documentary about his spiritual journey, whatever that means. I'm Interesting. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, they were out in full force for the Steve McQueen. Um, and... Well, I think it was a limited thing too. It only happens two weekends. Okay, that must the be the tenth and the nineteenth. Well, it was across from the American Made, and there was not. We had the theater to ourselves until the like the last trailer. When two people walked in and then two people after that. So there were six total people there. But all six of us enjoyed the shit out of the movie. It was really good. Uh, it moves fast and it covers the life of Barry Seal, who was a pilot uh, who did some nefarious things for some nefarious people. Domhnall Gleeson up in there taking a pretty big role as his handler, uh, doing great work as Domhnall Gleeson has done shit his entire career really everything post potter for domino gleason has been fantastic Uh, i got a curveball for you about the steve mcqueen movie yeah what's up with this uh apparently it's a jesus movie that was the jesus movie then Mm -hmm. okay steve mcqueen was the jesus movie i knew there was a jesus believer in jesus christ on the surface mcqueen had everything um but uh blah 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 wasn't enough of his redemption-filled final chapters. So it's about how he found Jesus in his later years. Okay, well, I mean, that's good. Good for good for Mr. McQueen. Uh, didn't know I, that was a movie. Yeah, I uh, would prefer a biopic. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I would probably, yeah. Uh, I think it, that's kind of a curveball way to give you a Jesus movie, but yeah. whatever. Well, they all come out good for the Jesus movie. That's yeah. probably why everybody's oh, seeing Sinise this. Is a, oh, Gary Sinise is the narrator. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah, Lieutenant, right. Lieutenant Dan. I'm done with Steve McQueen. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, I mean, this, this is a movie that I can't 
I American mean, made. You're gonna know what you're getting into from the trailers. I mean, without yeah. breaking it down, it looks you, like Blow with Tom Cruise. It's not that. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if it's better than Blow. I don't mm. think so, but it's right there with it. Mm-hmm. Um, less about cocaine, more about trafficking. You know what I Got mean? It. Got There's it. not really. You don't see drug use on screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not that type of drug movie. Okay. Whereas Blow is all about people doing the blow and yeah. getting out of control mm-hmm. and shit. This mm-hmm. was not. This was about Tom Cruise running the blow and making tons of cash and being Tom Cruisean about the whole thing. <laughs> um, it gets crazy. I don't here. imagine that Barry Seal had that shitty of a Southern accent. I don't imagine <laughs> that he encapsulated everything there was about Barry Seal because this seemed like Tom Cruise was a drug runner. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And so I don't think Barry Seal was like Tom Cruise. He didn't do a Jared Leto-esque transformation? No, sir. There was none of that. Uh, the only thing that he tried to transform was his voice, and it, it kind of worked and kind of didn't. Yeah, he's got that different hair. He, he does he have put the, on that new haircut. Yeah, he does have the new hair, uh, you know. But it's got your Tom Cruise checklist. He runs a lot. He yells a lot. He flies a plane. Uh, those That's basically your anywhere sunglasses. That's your Tom Cruise checklist right there. Does it count in Rogue Nation that he holds onto the outside of the plane rather Absolutely. than flight? Absolutely. Okay, yep, 100%. <clears throat> the only one of his movies that he doesn't meet his criteria is Tropic Thunder as Les Grossman. My favorite yes, Tom Cruise so role. So, so good. Um, this movie is really good, though. If, you know, if you're on the fence and you're looking for something good to see and you're not into the new Blade Runner coming out, which seemingly a lot of a lot of people are and a lot of people aren't i am on the camp that was on the fence until i heard about that it's done well and done right Mm -hmm. and that excites me um so i'm looking forward to that um but this american made i didn't know much about this at all until i saw the trailer a month before it came out and the movie or the the, cia plot uh everything Mm. i didn't even know this was a movie Mm -hmm. until like late august um and when or late sorry late july when i saw yeah. i was like oh damn that looks pretty good that might be about right for me yeah it was, and it then, was summertime yeah and then i was like uh well i wonder if it'll be good or if it won't be and then the word of mouth got going that it was pretty good i was like the trailer looked great uh and it's just one of those fast moving fun type of films to watch that can get a little serious on you but overall it's going to be one of those uh you know good rock and roll tunes uh, plot moves fast about people that you know that you don't know necessarily that much about, but mm-hmm. you see them in the movie, and it keeps you engaged from start to finish. You know, this is a solid 85% movie for me. A nice. solid four, four nice. not quite a four-and-a-half star, but not low as a four-star either. So if now, what such a I'm thing, really interested in is how was Domino Gleason? Great. He was great. Oh, Domino Gleason, that's what I was saying before, has done incredible work in every movie he's been in post-Potter. Like he has made yeah, great he was in choices Potter for like three seconds. Yeah, he was he has made great choices. Mm-hmm. He ha- he is good in those choices that he makes, mm-hmm. and he is very very watchable. Mm. Um, you know, he he is probably the uh, as far as the uh, the fire haired uh, red haired folk go, the best representative of that demographic right now in the acting mm. department. Yeah, I would really be, say could be. I mean, if somebody says, "Hey, I need a good red headed actor," somebody's like Domhnall Gleeson. And he's like, can we get him? <laughs> Can't even tell. He's British. Yeah. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. Can we get him? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, he's 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 really good. He was actually better 
than Tom Cruise, in my opinion, in this movie, just because he's more believable. This mm. is this is a movie where I really felt like I was watching a movie about some guy that Tom Cruise was like, yeah, this guy. Tom Cruise is taking over. <laughs> uh, and this is how true. Tom Cruise Barry, Barry seals this son of a bitch, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm cool with that still. I don't know what was what was there what was not, but I do know Tom Cruise, and there was a whole lot of Tom Cruise-isms <laughs> in this portrayal of a character that's not Tom Cruise. Let me just... We just got to snazz this up, guys. We got yeah. to get some pep to it. Yeah. Um, so, But it's still good, though. It's really, really good. Um you know, Anna loved it. She was like, that was a great fucking movie. Everybody that walked out really enjoyed the movie. And it gets a very high recommendation. Um, For the older couple from The Lobster there, did they give you the scene? <laughs> I think even they would enjoy it okay. as well. They're like, you know, that wasn't Harold. What's that? The Lobster? He didn't, <laughs> oh, that's true, Marge. He didn't go stab his eyes out in the bathroom before the movie <laughs> was over. Just shoved his head into a knife. <laughs> the fuck? Or did he? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, or did he? Uh, make up your own mind. In my mind, uh, I didn't care. <laughs> in my mind, he went all Oedipus on that bitch. Yeah, in my mind, he could have done it or he couldn't have. I was over it at that point. And I'm glad it was over because I was over it. Uh, <laughs> felt like I was in that some bitch for 12 hours. It was only not even two. I think it was actually slightly over. But <laughs> the, the American made, though, good stuff. Highly recommended. 85%. 4.25 stars. I know it's not a thing, but if it was, that's where it would be. It's better than four stars. not quite as good for four and a half star. But for Tom Cruise, it absolutely is the best movie he's put out in quite some time. And I like Tom Cruise movies. I don't have to like you as the actor to enjoy your movies. Mm. Insert Mel Gibson uh, in things. <laughs> yeah. He's a shit, but he's also a pretty decent actor and yeah. a better director. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, I don't let that get in the way. He hasn't uh, been really good in a movie in 20 years. Really. Mel Gibson? Yeah. He has, though. Uh, he did uh, Bloodfather, which is a oh, really good movie that he was know. very good in. And uh, oh, I actually remember you talking about yeah, that. Yeah, he, was, uh, he also did oh, something else, too. That I was like, oh, shit, Mel. It was directing, though, and it was the Hacksaw Ridge, mm. which really brought him back into prominence. But, yeah, he was also good in a movie called Get the Gringo, uh, which oh, okay. was a couple years ago as well when uh, Mel was still in Hollywood hell and mm-hmm. couldn't get any parts. And then he slowly climbed his way out. Damn. And now he's doing stuff again. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I highly encourage you to check out American Made if you're going to the movies. Um, it's, it's by far the best movie out this week. But to tell you the state of movies right now, it was even in a three-way tie with It and then uh, Flatliners, which is supposed to be god-awful. Uh, God awful. It's mm. at a 3% now rose from zero, which it was at for a few days. <laughs> so, mm. um, but yeah, American made it should have easily won the weekend, but it is just a fucking money monster. It's a powerhouse. It's, it's still going strong. Um, and you know, uh, American made, I thought was the best, uh, yeah, but it's been really the movie. only, like, this is the first big movie American made since it came out. And True. that's been two, three weeks ago now. Yeah, I think that... Um, that and I now think, we're getting into Halloween time, so it's going to keep sustaining that it. Yeah, it really will, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Yeah, it's going to go on and make a lot of money. But that's it, though. That's the show for this week. Got a lot to talk about. Got a lot to be sad about, sadly. Next week, we're going to be re- uh, reviewing the Blade Runner 2049. Uh, we're going to bring ourselves uh, some donuts, and not the kind that you eat to the theater, <laughs> For our own butt cheeks, as it's a two hour and forty five or two hour and forty seven minutes long, uh, with 
previews. Yeah. So that's a three-hour excursion there uh, just in the theater chair. Whoo! <laughs> so, you yeah. Think, you think they built in an intermission like the old days? Shit, no, Let's but I wish they would have. The lobby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, lobby. the last movie I know that actually built in an intermission was Quentin Tarantino's uh, The Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, which he did uh, pretty good. I think they did that for Kill Bill, too, did they not? No, because Kill Bill was was its own separate part. You never oh, got to go right. see yeah. Kill Bill altogether, mm-hmm. which I would have done yeah. uh, if given the option. But uh, they also said there was going to be a supercut release of Kill Bill all cut together as one movie, and that never happened. No, because The Hateful Eight happened. Yeah, I wish that that, uh, that would have happened. Then he said he was done making movies, and now apparently he's making another one. Yeah, so... So, yeah. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio was playing Theodore Roosevelt. Put that in sentences I thought I'd never say. Directed by Martin Scorsese. What? Yeah, are they still making that H.H. Holmes movie? Supposedly. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Lots of things on Martin Scorsese's plate. I hope he can get them all done. I hope he gets that H.H. <laughs> Holmes done. He's my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite to hate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a nasty motherfucker. <laughs> he is a... Uh, the, the, Chicago born. Woo! The birth of the, the modern day serial killer. Hometown hero. <laughs> oh that's awful on that note folks we're gonna go ahead and shut it down here um do yourself a favor play yourself some tom petty this week read a fucking playboy for the articles of course uh you know what i mean get out there and check out the american maid and listen to american girl while you're on your way to american maid or you can uh, watch silence of the lambs you could american girls in there for like five seconds yeah uh Mostly, though, just listen to some Tom Petty yeah. music, because seriously, that's the biggest bummer of not only my week, but of my year. Like, that's yeah. a real fucking stinger. You know, it's yeah. like Prince of last year. I didn't feel right when I heard it. I felt like I lost a real friend, even though I never talked to the guy. Yeah, you know, you know but it's one of those things, too, when you hear how Prince died. He, you know, there were drugs and painkillers Yeah, this is natural. Stuff. I mean, yeah, natural he, to an extent is he had, a, he had a heart attack and died. Yeah, lived um, a full life. Lived a, a hard life on the road. Yeah. Uh, and cheeseburgers and, and God no, Yeah, everything that's travel food, smoking cigarettes. And he didn't stop smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. He still smoked them. So, uh, you know, just just appreciate the fact that... that one of the best that we ever had is now no longer with us much like prince in that he has been in everybody's life at least that i know except for like my parents for all of it like Mm -hmm. that man spent 40 years doing music i'm not 40 years old he's been playing music longer than i've been alive and i've been listening to him because my dad was cool and gave me a tom petty's greatest hit cd when i was 12 Mm -hmm. and that son of a bitch didn't leave my cd player until ever uh (laughs) as far as musical devices i have the greatest hits tom petty on my computer on cd i have it on mp3 i have it on my iphone Mm -hmm. or my my ipod my my phone my android phone i have it on everything so um yeah and try to i'm just gonna say try to try to just remember this week just you know whether it's your daily commute whether it's something that annoys you whatever just try to try to have a little fellow a little compassion for your fellow people out there this week this is a this is a tough week on everybody and don't allow those tiny trivial things that usually annoy you or make you mad uh, to bring you down this week. Just think, you know, uh, there's really other things that are much bigger than than this uh, this week. And uh, uh, on that note, 
listen to a listen to a good uh, Tom Petty song. And like I said, read that Playboy for the articles. That's what we all did. Uh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't Although, know what you were looking uh, at them for. They had fav- great articles. My favorite author, Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote the Fight Club and several other novels, wrote for uh, Playboy for a long time. So did a lot of famous people that you yeah. probably never did. Um, and I'm not joking when I say the articles are are really good, um, but it's not. Yeah, because the they would reason. get the best writers in America. Yeah, because they could write whatever they wanted. That's right. Um, I was one of the people I had a subscription to Playboy for years, and I did not. I was was one of those people that did not just go straight to the pictorials mm. i read the fucking magazine it was yeah. a lot of good shit they interviewed good people their writers were good and in the middle they put some boobies <laughs> until what sometime earlier this year when they took out all nudes from playboy and i just... think they put it back though did they really i think so okay well it makes sense i mean it didn't do well when they took them out <laughs> no i mean when that's your novel idea but you know you gotta have a hook to get them in the door once, yeah. once they're there you can sell them the good articles but... that's right be like we do have good articles oh but you took away the boobies <laughs> and quite frankly you know we come for the boobs well so. i i understand their input their thought process on that like people watch porn on the internet what do we need to have boobs in our magazine for i agree but on its surface, that makes a lot of sense. But when yeah. you actually think it through, like, oh, but this is kind of what we're known for. So yeah. we kind of got to do it. Exactly. They also made that game that was like The Sims, only it was the Playboy Mansion. And you could, like, build your own Playboy Mansion. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and they also get famous people. Even if they don't get completely nude, they take the salacious pictures. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you don't get that on the Internet as much. Exactly. Stuff like that. So that being said, though, uh, you know, take all that with a grain of salt. And remember, there are big, 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 bigger things in the grand picture of the world today. And sometimes it's a scary place. So don't don't let your mind go there. Do do some of the things that uh, that you enjoy this week. Um, and uh, again, Tom Petty being lumped on top of that awful uh, mass disaster mm. out there. Um, yeah, uh, is disaster the right word? Tragedy. Tragedy is mm-hmm. is better because it's not it's not like you it's know the natural. earth opened yeah. up and, mm-hmm. and swallowed a bunch of people. This was some fucking asshole that went off and. and opened fire into a bunch of people who were defenseless. Yeah. Although um, technically, uh, because we don't know the motive, it, I don't think it classifies as a terrorist act, but it is an act of terror. Yes. And also, don't let anybody hoodwink or, or, or pull any tomfoolery on you. This was a white man with a, a confused agenda that had nothing to do with with this ISIS or any of this other trying, shit they're trying oh, to yeah. say. Uh, no. Uh, this was a white man who was a terrorist, whether you want to call him that or not. That is what he did. He inspired terror uh, amongst the whole yeah. country. Uh, and it's awful. So uh, hopefully we don't have to say too many things like this in shows we do. Yeah. I feel like we've had to say this already too much in the three years we have been doing this. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, the one thing I want to leave with is the only thing that can make you stop being angry is yourself. That's true. And whether it's because something else happened that you wanted to or that you decided, you know what, I'm just done being angry. I spent a lot of years of my life being angry. And one day, uh, not uh, well, a series of things happened. But finally I realized you just can't be angry at stupid shit you can't control anymore. And I it's hope true. more people come to that realization. I've had uh, I've had I've had real bad pain in uh, my left foot for uh, going on almost a decade, and for about two 
two and a half years knowing there was no cure for what's wrong with it, it really kind of ate me up and made me not as good of a person mm -hmm. as I wanted to be. And nobody could change that but me. Mm -hmm. And it's it's whether you can just take what's bugging you, choke it down, and get the fuck over it, or you'll let it beat you. And yeah, and that doesn't mean we're not saying what's wrong or what, what you're upset about doesn't matter. No, no, not it's, at it's all. It's just the attitude you approach it with. We're saying that everybody is going through some shit, yeah. and mm -hmm. we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. oftentimes we don't know what it is, and there might not be anything you can do about it. So just life is too short to be angry and hateful and spiteful and just angered uh, all the time. And again, whatever it is you're going through, there has to be some form of silver lining, I would imagine. Now, I'm not saying... Everybody out there, there's a there's a be all and end all for the situations that you're facing. I just know that there is a whole lot more people going through shit that aren't telling you they're going through shit in that world out there. Yeah, what uh, was that John Oliver isn't. joke this week when he was like, when someone tells you everything happens for a reason, point this out to them. Oh, I think it was the Puerto Rico thing. Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Uh, the Puerto Rico thing. There was some stuff on that made me mad. But we are not a political show, so we will not. <laughs> talk about that but i'm gonna say uh there is some bullshit uh and some fuckery with that whole thing uh, still continuing yes continuing fuckery mm -hmm. uh so with that said though no fuckery next week is well hopefully not as we'll <laughs> be talking about the blade runner 2049 and the fact that harrison ford did in fact punch baby goose right in the eye and now you can go to the internet and there is an article that says with these pictures, we can pinpoint the exact moment that Harrison Ford punched Ryan Gosling and gave him a black eye. And sure as shit, they got it circled on there. So it's there, folks. And you go, huh? We have a good story about that on last week's show, and we'll have another one for you on next week. So in case we don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
Whatever is mine 